Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 28. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas. And joining me from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How are you, sir? I felt it I felt it necessary this week to mm-hmm. reach out to my friend Fred Rojas. <laughs> Give him a nice old wellness check te- text. Because I'm good like that. I'm a good yeah. friend. I keep up with people. You're a good guy. I just I just shot you one to be like. Hey, buddy, that, <laughs> keep that chin up. Know what I'm saying? Little, little People camp are up. worried about you. That's right, buddy. Just keep one foot in front of the other. Well, you know what I'm saying? We, so how, how you got, doing? You all right? Yeah, I've got some good stuff to talk about. So first and foremost for the show, for people uh, to know um, two bits of good news. Those of you in the retro scene have probably completely stopped listening, uh, which is fair. <laughs> So the only thing retro about the show is that I'm old. Yeah, yeah. So it's about it. But I'm starting to do retro stuff, um, and uh, I just decided I've been playing like a bunch of retro stuff, and I'm like, you know, I wanted to do those fancy lecture series where I like plan a bunch of stuff, and I wanted to do this, that, and the other. And you just get to this point, trees. Uh, I think you can understand this, where you start looking at time plus effort plus output. Or time versus effort versus output. And you're like, okay, what I want to do is this great super produced show with tons of footage, Jeremy Parrish style, really good captures. I've got the quality to do it. What that does, though, is I I always find myself in a competition of like, I'm more interested in the capture than I am in playing the game. And that takes away from gaming for me because I'm not archiving it by design. I'm just playing the game and I'd like to talk about it. The other thing is I change moods so much that the reality is, is I should just like turn on a recorder and record for an hour every Saturday mm-hmm. and just see what happens. And so that's what's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm going to start doing. And I think I might throw go. out a tweet. So those of you in the community who follow me on Twitter, or if you don't, you should, um, I'll just send out a thing that's like, today I want to talk about Ninja Gaiden on the NES. Anybody out there? Let me know. I record in an hour. You have one hour to decide if you want to just be part of this <laughs> and see what happens. Nice. And I'll just, just roll solo if I need to. But, um, but yeah, so uh, you and I were talking about it, but Video Game Purist is going to become its own feed and the art of the episodes are going to move over there. So they're going to move off of the um, the VG, uh, the video game, uh, the Gaming History 101 feed and just over to that. I like so, it. yeah, I'll get that feed live shortly. Maybe if all goes well, even for this episode. Yeah, and maybe for people that don't know, they they don't know that your original, when I met you, back when I did my original podcast, Easy Mode Mm. Unlocked, but no, it was even before Easy Mode Unlocked, it was when I was with VGO, I want to say, you had your game purists, right? Yes, yes, that's... And that's where I met you, and I think I even, I think me, I think all three of us guest starred on VGP at one point, me, Rob, and Dana. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, do you still have that original like logo was it like it's an outline of a controller but it's spelled vgb right no it's not that good (laughs) it wasn't no it was just like uh we picked a certain font and put colors on it uh really i I thought it was like the shape of any like a super nes controller but it said vgp no no i don't think so that's hilarious no it wasn't that clever I, i do remember that your logo for the podcast was such a sign of the times of podcasts of that era. 
Like, <laughs> if I remember, like, that I think logo I used or... a web page designer to, like, oh, uh, to do a hope... cut and paste thing. I don't even have those episodes. I've wanted to release those episodes because those started uh, when I was in Chicago in 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this awesome retro shop up the street from my house that sold. It really was like a uh, Japanese used game store. Like they had like a box that was just full of instruction manuals, loose instruction manuals. And they were 25 cents a piece or five for a dollar. And my my wife in those first ones uh, reviewed instruction manuals. Not the games, just the instruction manual. <laughs> uh, okay. And I know she did Mortal Kombat 2 on the Game Gear. And I know mm. she did Super Mario Brothers. Because she was like, did you know that all of the <laughs> the blocks are Mushroom Kingdom people? And I said, yeah, <laughs> yes. So when you break a block, you kill someone from the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. So we yeah. had that stuff. Yeah. We did the launch of uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. I remember that. You got you to gotta up-res that logo. Yeah. You up-res it and do something with it. Because that'd be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Send it to me. I'll look at it's, it. I'll take a look I, at I don't it. know Maybe if I have it, but I might be able to like find the find old it. website. Yeah. We should res it. somehow do something with it. Because I think it's an old StartLogic website. I think that's where I built it. Was on start, start I need to see com. it again. I need to yeah. see it and take a good look at it. I'll go see it. I'm sure they archived it, so I'll go uh, find it. But my buddy was listening to our show from work because he asked if I was doing it again. Mm-hmm. So he listened to it, and uh, he I had to explain uh, why it's funny that we 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 called this show video game purists mm-hmm. when neither of us. A purist of video games anymore? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, hilarious. I'm a purist per se, but like I'm not like dedicated, right? No. Like, I'm, <laughs> but you see, I'm, you see a name like video game purists, you you must buckle yourself in, and be like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go on a roller coaster ride of some games here, and then you can hear about like bats God. in an attic and fucking, <laughs> you know, yeah, me 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 mowing my lawn. All types of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because that was when me and Hefe made that ep- uh, that show. It was so... You speak of, of the times. Mm-hmm. It was so 2009 because when we got in that show, we were like, you know why we're purists? Because we do, we do the right shit. We play <laughs> Call of Duty 4 on Veteran. We get all thousand achievement points. I got... I remember that. I remember that, like, I was less of a man on that show because I couldn't do the Mile High Club. If you look at my Call of Duty 4 achievements, and I know nobody's mm. going to do this, but if you go look up the 361, I have the remaster now, and I have nowhere near that, but if you look at the 360, I have 980 out of 1,000 points because I don't have Mile High Club. I could not complete. To this day, I've never completed the Mile High Club bonus mission at the end of that. Uh, so I have 980 out of 1,000 points. But other than that, like if you go look like Gears 1, um, I have all the single player achievements. I didn't have all the multiplayer ones. Yeah. Gears 2, I had all the single player achievements for like beating the game on insane and collecting everything. You had a, you, you had a few missteps back then, though. You were such a purist. I remember the show I was on with you. Uh, <laughs> you were over the moon. You were like pimping this game for weeks. It wasn't out yet. But the episode I was on, it was like coming out, 
Uh-huh. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like you were a teddy bear that killed people. Naughty or, bear. What was it called? Naughty, naughty bear. bear. Yeah. You are all about some naughty I bear. I still am all about naughty bear. I was just like, I was just like, okay, buddy. Nobody but me likes that, those yeah, guys. I got the sequel, Trouble in Paradise. <laughs> Trees, you're on the cover of that. Naughty Bear's got a fucking Hawaiian shirt and a straw hat, and he looks just pissed. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and I don't just, wear Hawaiian shirts. So no, no, hats, no. But. but it just made me think of like you in, on vacation <laughs> in like a tropical place. Just nice. like this is bullshit. I should it's be funny. at a casino. It's funny how I remember that, but I, I always, oh, yeah. when I think of BGP, I obviously I think of the episode that I was on, and all I can remember is Naughty Bear. I get hype for stuff. I yeah. still do. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna separate the feed. So what I think I'm gonna do is go till I'll make a feed. I'll announce it. You know, you can watch on Twitter. There will be some stuff on GamingHistory101.com. I will go to episode 30, and then I will move it. Nice. And then it'll it'll be in its own feed. So, um, but. Uh, but yeah, so we got that going on, and then, uh, yeah, Wednesday night was when we did the last episode. Um, that one I got uh, at the end of it. I got pretty lit pretty quick. What it was was I had that double IPA and I drank it slow, right? Yeah. I drank it slow, and then you can hear it's like 30, 40 minutes before the end of the show. I crack open the second beer, yeah, and that was just a normal beer, but it was still an IPA, so it was a little stronger. I think it was a six and a half or a seven. Mm-hmm. And I pounded that thing in about 10 minutes. And it's one yeah. of those things where it's like I was fine with just the double IPA, but having a second one and especially that fast, it like tripled the strength of that IPA like after the fact. I so I like I'm a weird guy because I like funny, awkward things sometimes mm-hmm. when we're doing them. Mm-hmm. So I do like when we're going strong for like two hours is yapping mostly me, right? Yap, yap, yap. And then you're yapping. Yap, yap, yap. Uh-huh. And then it's almost like the needle goes on empty instantly. <laughs> we and we both sit there. <laughs> and then you go, all right, we're good then, right? Yeah. I guess we're good. <laughs> and then it's like literally – so literally somebody can be listening and it's like full on you know, <laughs> third gear. And then within 15 seconds, the show's over. Yes. And, they're, and they're going, what the fuck? And that, what, what happened? You know what? That's, that's every night I used to go to like meet up with buddies at a, at a local bar when I was uh, like early professional years. Yeah. Like you're not getting hammered. You're, right. not even, you're not even staying out that late. And you just get out of work and you go home and you eat your single dinner, right? <laughs> <laughs> and... You're trying to figure out what you want to do. Do you want to play video games? You know, I was in an L, uh, LDR, long distance relationship. My wife, now girlfriend at the time, lived out here in Kansas City and I was in Chicago. And so, you know, you ate, maybe uh, this will give you an idea. I go to the uh, walk to the Hollywood video, see if there's something I want to rent for the week. Nice. Game crazy, gave you seven day rentals. Um, grab something there. And then, uh, you know, if there's nothing going on, you know, just jump on the purple line and, uh, you know, head downtown and meet up with somebody at like, uh, you know, like uh, North Avenue and go to the little, go to the little uh, Asian bar right there or the tequila bar, you know, and you meet up with your friends and you, you guys like split an appetizer and have a couple drinks 
and you guys just talk. But it's funny because like you'll meet up at like eight thirty, nine o'clock, okay? And you guys will start talking, and then like out of nowhere, ten fifteen, ten thirty or something, probably probably two drinks in, right? Like like you've done the rounds twice. Mm-hmm. And the waitress comes over and she goes, uh, one more, guys? And I'm always like the one more person. Like, I'm always yeah. like, oh, okay, one more. When she says one more, though, it's just one and done. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm like, oh, one more and then bring us the tab. But I always had the one friend, and it was a different friend each time, but I always had the one friend who was like, yeah, no, actually, we're good. We'll take the tab. Yeah. And so, yeah, next thing you know, you're like, D- and we are done. <laughs> and that's it. And yep. that was fine. Get to bed by 11, maybe midnight if I played some games, mm-hmm. and then back up at 8, getting ready. But, uh, yeah, simpler times. So, yeah, we'll get that going. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, Trees, that was – I'm telling you, Naughty Bear was still purist because I'm like uh-huh. – I was pure about my love for Naughty Bear. Mm-hmm. I will have you know I own Naughty Bear on the 360. I own Naughty Bear on the PS3, mm-hmm. and I wow. own the double pack – because Naughty Bear Trouble in Paradise was digital only. They couldn't spring. Oh. 505 Games couldn't spring for the publishing of that game. Yeah. But they sold a double pack on the PS3 that was 30 bucks, And it was mm-hmm. one disc with both games on it. And I have that. And actually, if you want to laugh, I think after I bought it, I opened it up. And it's just the Naughty Bear game and a download code for Trouble in Paradise. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It's what, it's what it deserves. But uh, anyway... And again, that game, if you guys have never played that before, one, straight up, not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can acknowledge it's not good. I like it, but it's not good. Um, yeah. It is bad stealth, bad murdering, but you are a bear and you are murdering other bears. You're terrorizing and murdering other bears. And they're like, like, sorry. And everybody's probably thinking of an animal, the bear. Cute stuffed teddy bears are what you're mm-hmm. murdering. So when you sneak up on them and 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 grab them from behind and start stabbing them with a knife, fluff is going everywhere, and they're all like, "Ah!" <laughs> I love that game. Um, well, but yeah. well, not 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 to because uh, you got derailed there. Sure, because we started talking about drinking. Oh, right. Are you getting into the second good thing? Yeah, sorry. And then you got <laughs> see so there you there went. Is- you went. Thursday night. Yes. Oh, so I had applied for a promotion at work. Um, There was a a position that I had been temporary filling. Actually, some the guy who did a lot of our uh, who was our our sports specialist who did a lot of our reporting and stuff um, is no longer with us. Uh, It's kind of cryptic as to whether he left or was let go. It doesn't really matter. And um, I had stepped up and worked with my boss to uh, to get his key roles that we couldn't be without going. And so I was kind of filling in for that part of it, but also doing my own job, which is why I've been kind of like down and out. Like it's been very stressful. Plus we're bringing a new lab live. Anyway, so his job came up and got posted finally. And you can tell your rundown when your boss is like, yeah, so we, we posted that, that spe- sports specialist job because um, I'm, a, I'm a compliance analyst, um, which means I just check that the rules are being followed and, and build stuff to automate it if it needs to. Sports specialist is a little more evergreen. You're a little more like, you're kind of like the mechanic for the lab, both software and hardware. Um, and, uh, and it's pretty evergreen. So you could be doing something new every day, which I kind of like. I like the challenge of it. And I also like just keeping things not boring. Uh, my previous job was pretty, I think a lot of people would say it's boring. You're doing the same thing day in and day out every day. You're just doing it. 
but you're just doing it, you know? It's also not very stressful. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so he was like, yeah, that, that job's posted. And I said, oh, thank God, I could use some help. <laughs> and he was like, are you going to apply for it? I said, oh, am I qualified? And he goes, well, I'm, I, you know, you are now. <laughs> he goes, I know you can do the job. Um, he goes, if you want to apply for it, I don't know who's going to apply, but, you, you, you know, you might want to think about it. And I said, is it a promotion? He goes, yeah. So I applied for it. A uh, week went by, didn't hear anything, and uh, I found out why. Um, at our company, internally, we do one week internal, and then we open it up to the public. So internal applicants get an opportunity. I don't know if that's always the case, because we had a couple of jobs we've posted recently where we did take external applicants as well, and that's definitely much more the case with leadership. So like, if they're hiring a director, they're going to allow other directors across this country to compete with the internal directors. And that, that makes sense. But anyway, um, but yeah, nobody applied for that job other than me, um, internally. So, uh, at that point, uh, the recruiter goes to, uh, our director, not my boss, but the director and goes, Hey, you know, um, would you like to scan for external candidates or this individual who applied, would you like to uh, extend him the job? And she just extended me the job. So I got promoted. So yeah, hey, thank you. So I, uh, I got, so they called me uh, right after work on Thursday and extended that. So I accepted that. Um, and um, now is the transitional period. So probably over the next few months, uh, it will be finding someone to take my old job and training them up. And then my job will half its responsibilities, which I'm very much looking forward to. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing is we're going, we went live, we are going live with a new lab on Thursday. And so everything up to this point was prep work right now is actually pretty light. Uh, not, I mean, it's still COVID. So like, it's still crazy, but things are pretty light right now because uh, everyone's just sitting waiting for us to take that lab live and make sure it goes smooth so um so you know kind of it's kind of like that hybrid right of you know your responsibilities get reduced and and more realistic which was a circumstance that you know this individual happened to split right around the beginning of covid and for a while everybody had to put everything was on freeze in the hospital because we didn't know what was going to go on and nobody wanted to lose their you know they didn't want anyone to lose their jobs um, and so that's why everything was kind of on hold. So things are getting back to normal responsibilities are getting filtered back out. And then on top of that, we're going live with this lab. So, you know, it's kind of like shipping a game, you know, in that idea, like the build, the testing and all that stuff's done. Now it's time to just launch it. And like a video game, probably day one will be rough and we'll have to issue patches and do quick maintenance builds. But yeah, so so I'm hoping things will just lighten up a little bit here uh, as as time goes on, and I'm already seeing hints of that. So um, it'll it'll be good. But yeah. So the other thing is, my job was going to leave that team um, eventually. Eventually, that role uh, that I was currently in was what? I don't have a break. <laughs> sorry um but uh anyway uh but uh so yeah so um so that that kind of also solidified me on that team so uh, here's what i would say it it kind of like gave me more direction for like career orientation basically it's it's a path 
uh, a final path. Whereas up to this point, that analyst job I was in was uh, didn't really have a home. Like it could bounce teams, and mm-hmm. there was nowhere to go from there. There's there's nowhere higher. Um, so, so that's cool. Uh, this, this kind of turned to a new path that does have promotional stuff, but that's less what I'm worried, what I'm interested in. It's more of like, oh, okay, this is the job I want to do every day when I go to work. So anyway, so that'll be cool, but, uh, no trees. I'm not on call. Uh, call is supposed to be every six to eight weeks, uh, right now because we, um, we had to move some stuff around and whatnot. It's every four weeks, but no, mm-hmm. I won't be on call till the end of August. So uh, episode 30, actually. <laughs> nice. So, so yeah, but uh, then I get a long Labor Day weekend. I'm taking a four-day Labor Day weekend, so. Well, uh, I am definitely yes. not on call, so there you go. There you go. No you one's don't calling want call. me. No one's calling me. On call. Yeah. Oh, they call me, but I just don't answer my phone. <laughs> so... so. But yeah, so so stuff like that happened, and then I won't get into the details, but I watched my school board uh, make a lot of stupid decisions, and they decided to publicize their decision-making process, mm-hmm. which is kind of transparent. I'll give it to them, but I would have rather not. So last night, my wife and I, uh, we were going to have a couple drinks and um, and listen to that, and we got pissed off, and a couple drinks turned into uh, once those two were gone, we were like, she was like, "Go back, to, go back to the liquor store, get a six pack of beer. I need more." And uh, so we overindulged a little bit. So um, I'm being go. a good boy now. Oh, but I did have my physical trees, and I'm in great shape. Labs go. are good. Physical prowess is good. So as long as I don't make a habit of what happened last night, I, I should be good. So. That's good. Yeah, my doctor said I was surprisingly healthy um, compared to a lot of the people in my age group that he's been seeing over the last two months. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, he said you're one of those people whose health has improved year over year, whereas almost nobody else has that. <laughs> my go. weight went down. My overall health is better. And uh, for the first time in a few years, I have nothing that's too high or too low on my labs. My labs were all picture perfect. Mm. blood pressure was picture perfect like everything was just exactly what you want so i'm i'm boringly normal which take i'll take i'll take this year take so, it so yeah <laughs> but enough about me enough about me mm. other than checking in on me which you were very kind to do yeah um hey honey <clears throat> thank you for coming to hug me good night good night babe um It signed you out of Minecraft? On my tablet only. So you need me to sign you back in? At my tablet only. Okay. No, I miss. I'll try to figure it out. You're signed in as... Sorry. Yeah, now, this is gaming stuff, though. You're That's signed right. in as your same gamer tag from the Xbox, right? Yeah. Okay. Then I just got to log it in. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on your tablet and log you back into Minecraft. You did something foolish, didn't you? Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> don't have kids. Too late. Too late. Really? Okay. Well, I will log you into Minecraft. I'm also home tomorrow, so I can do it if you need to, as long as you don't bug me too much. Anyway. Um. All right. So. I uh, my son broke his tablet this week. Oh. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he uh. He woke up and he came in the room and he woke me up 
and then he wanted to go downstairs and we have one like security gate left in the house like baby gate mm, it's at mm-hmm. the top of the steps because that seems he can open, like a smart one he can open doors now so mm-hmm. we just don't want him in the middle oh, yeah. of the or early in the morning going downstairs and he did it once i think i talked about that where he we found him on the back deck naked in the rain at like six in the morning so you know holy smokes is he a werewolf can't have that. I don't always. Skin was burning. He said, "My skin's burning." Dad, <laughs> clothes us too hot. No, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you had me for a minute. I was like, "Holy shit, really?" <laughs> it's American werewolf in London, people. Um, <laughs> I'm burning up. I recently picked up a steel book of American Werewolf in London. Did you know that? It's a good movie. Yeah, not to diatribe, but uh, there were a bunch of. Uh, Random steelbooks on Amazon for like cheap enough for like Blu-ray steelbooks. Mm-hmm. And I think I spent like somewhere in the vicinity of 40 bucks. And I got mm-hmm. um, I got American Werewolf in London, The Howling on, yeah. uh, on Steelbook. Mm-hmm. And uh, clearing out the werewolf movies. Yeah. Yeah. And one other one. I forgot what the other werewolf movie I got was. But uh, anyway, um, oh, I think it was Silver Bullet. Actually, uh, that's not good. A lot of people don't like that one. I'm a Corey Haim fan. So. Yeah. So, anyway. Um. So yeah, he he woke up and uh, he wanted to go downstairs, and I said, "Well, we gotta get dressed, buddy, because I gotta take you to school, anyways, and stuff." So I said, mm-hmm. "You gotta, you know, yeah." Get, and he he's telling me no, he didn't want to. I said, "Well, all right, I'm going back to bed. Let me know when you want to listen to me." And uh, <laughs> so that place. He was like, and then I realized he's big enough now. He wanted to like try to climb over the gate, which is not good mm, because yeah. directly on the other side of the gate is just the stairs, stairwell. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, that goes, yeah, buddy, cut it out. And he does this thing, um, mind you, he's not even four yet. He does a thing where he he'll stand there and he'll look you in the eyes. As he's looking you in the eyes with his other hand, he's grabbing a toy from his little shelf. And then throwing it in the opposite direction, mm. but never losing eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm That's saying? That's important. Yeah. Like, like how you like that shit? Oh, this yeah. is Buzz Lightyear. How you like that shit? <laughs> oh, it's just a Mickey car. How you like that shit? So he was doing that, and I'm like, buddy, I don't have time. I'm going back in the room. You let me know. Pick that shit up you're throwing, and then he's like, no. And he he has a little. Fire tablet, right? It's like a sixty dollar. Mm-hmm. It's not an iPad. It's like a fire tablet. And it's in one of those little rubbery cases yep. with the. It looks like a little person with arms, yep. feet. And he took that and he dropped it and he stepped on it. Now he's Oof. done that before. Okay. And those things are pretty durable. Like that. It's yeah. that like heavy plastic. You know. You know when they're mm-hmm. like making laptops out of that plastic so they can drop them out of planes on the tribe's heads. Oh, my my daughter's got the same thing, only it's a little more, like, again, because she's a little older. um, Hers uh, doesn't, it has, like, the screen protector on it, but uh, it's it's more of, like, a phone case. But back in the day when she was younger, her first tablet um, was, like, one of those Samsung tabs that, you know, my mom went to get a cell phone and came home with one. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it for free. No, you didn't. Um, but anyway, and uh, and we put exactly what you're describing on it. Yeah. yeah. But even when I take it out of that thing, the, the plastic on it is like this heavy plastic. Like I said, it just reminds me of those 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 laptops that they throw at like 
you know, third world country kids. The you know what I mean? They make, ones, yeah. they make the special laptops that you can drop out of a plane and they can survive. <laughs> you know, the Operation it, Dumbo yeah. Drop laptop. Yes. Yeah, those. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so he stomped on it before and has been fine, but this time he just stomped on it the right way and I heard a pop. Oh. And I brought it downstairs and of course the whole thing was shattered. And I was like, well, oh, buddy, you got no laptop now. Well, no tablet. Yeah. So he has another tablet now for a week. So it was fun because I had them for my, my uh, wife and daughter went away for like four days. They left on Thursday mm-hmm. and they came back Sunday night. So I had like I had taken Friday, Saturday off of work. So I had like four days in the house to myself, but w- with the boy. So it wasn't like right. spot free. But you know what? I <laughs> realized bachelor life, but no. But I, I realized something. I was talking to my buddy. I go, my wife has gotten inside my brain, inside my skull so bad, right? That even when I sat down during the day to like play some games, mm-hmm. I felt like I was supposed to be doing something. Yeah. I could not, I could not just chill out and relax. Like I felt like, all right, well, let me do this for like an hour and then let me go this, do this and that. I know she wanted this done. Like it was rough. I was mad at myself. I was mad at myself. I do that too though. Like I'll get it now. Like it bugs me that I can't just, you know yeah like i'll get a day off and i'm like but i i haven't played anything what am i doing i went and did errands like it was a normal day so i ended up like you know painting a wall hanging and doing all this other bullshit i never even got to my garage so it's funny you would think and then i'm so tired because it's just me with the boy all day like 10 o'clock i'm like falling asleep on the couch (laughs) like because in my brain horizontal and it's over Hello? Oh, no, I lost trees. All right. Well, after so, that yeah, quick uh, disruption, yeah, <laughs> you're back. Yeah. So it was just it was just me and the boy for like a four day weekend. My 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 wife and stepdaughter they went out to uh they went up to New Hampshire. It was my it's my stepdaughter's birthday on Saturday coming up. She's gonna nice. be thirteen. Nice. Uh, Great age. They had a. But they had an early birthday party up in New Hampshire and they brought like five of her friends up there so they could like, you know, they paddle boarded for the weekend and had like birthday cake and stuff up there. So they, they had a girl's weekend up there. Mm-hmm. So that was just, uh, so me and the boy just hung back here. So that was, that was, that was pretty uneventful. I didn't, I didn't do much. It was a very low key, uh, week for me. So you know, cool. here I am. Well, here I am. Trees, let's talk about something real quick. Yeah. It's not a low-key week for Microsoft. Have you seen? Mm-hmm. No. What Halo, Halo Infinite will not be coming out this year anymore. Oh, yeah. snap. Yeah, 343 has decided to delay Halo Infinite. Phil came out and he was like, wait, wait, wait. Xbox is not delayed. Series X is still coming out. And I do not agree with people who are like, well, without Halo, what is there? Well, come on. <laughs> There's always something. Always something. Well, no, but like if you're buying the console, you're not necessarily buying it for Halo. Because uh, no, Halo's going to be on PC. Halo's going to be elsewhere. But it was the competitive edge. I will give it this. 
uh, CNBC reported on it, so you know it's that big of a deal. Like some guy at CNBC got got wind of it. Um, that was the biggest edge if you're just doing like, oh, Xbox versus PlayStation, right? It's either you're a Miles Morales person or you're a Halo person. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like that that leaves Microsoft uh, without uh, um, a known hardcore exclusive. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Gears Tactics, it? maybe. No, Forza will it? not be this year. Oh. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Did you watch um, the PlayStation uh, the PlayStation thing? Yes, and I did want to talk about that as well. But uh, real quick, just did you have any... Uh, I mean, I guess there's not much to say about Halo, but uh, uh, I do no, think I'm it's... Not. Sorry? Uh, no, I mean, I'm not a big Halo fan anymore, so it doesn't matter to oh. me. I was buying the Series X for Halo anyway, so... I, I mean, I'm a big Halo fan, but I still I don't have that are, mindset yeah. of, like, if they bring it out and it needs to be patched to high hell like the Master Chief Collection, what's the point in that? And I love how they're like, we've learned that COVID causes delays, which tells me kind of what my cynical ass was thinking the whole time, which is, like, you mm-hmm. know, the bosses are calling up the people at home and they're like, so you're able to get all your project milestones done in time? And the person's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they look at it and they're like, guys, we're not ready. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, back to the uh, state of play. Yes, and I I got to say, you know, the internet as a whole, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't care about comments. So please note that I'm not talking about comments that came out of state of play. I never looked at them anyway, and I've not looked at what people are saying about Halo. But you know all the Sony people are jacking off and you know all the... Microsoft people are freaking out. Um, but uh, but to me, a lot of people were like, oh, well, what's the point? Like, I even heard, like, bigger games press sites, like, oh, well, what's the point of even watching the state of play? It's only PlayStation 4 games, and it's only the stuff mm-hmm. that's coming out this year. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, the system you mm-hmm. own, the games that you're about to get before that new system comes out. Yes, right. I want to know what those are. And I was pleasantly surprised by that state of play, most notably with the fact that I went from barely caring that Crash 4 got announced to day one purchase. I was just going to say, is it me or does that look really good? That looks (laughs) fucking incredible. I am dead serious. I am getting that thing on PlayStation 4 day one. And I know it's on the other consoles, but PlayStation is where I play Crash Bandicoot. I I was watching in that state of play and I'm watching the Crash Bandicoot thing. First when they showed the trailer, right? Right. Um or that came out a few months ago, right? That and they it was started funny that trailer and then the, the Toys for Bob guy was talking over it. Well, so I mean the original trailer from like oh a few months ago. Yeah. When yeah, if the yeah. debut trailer for it, right? When yeah. it had, it's about had the music playing and stuff. But I remember when that trailer came out, I think people went into watching that trailer as a joke. Right, almost mm-hmm. like it's a throwaway budget title. Oh, almost like someone's making Bubsy again, right? Oh, <laughs> someone's making Crash, right? Yeah, I think that's how people went into it. But as you're watching that trailer, you're like, hmm, I don't know, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. And then this, and then when the state of play came out, I was very interested. I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm like, wow, they have, um, you know, it's not Naughty Dog doing it. Right, right anymore right. but no it's toys for bob I but will, they're the ones who did I, the uh the uh spyro reignited trilogy mm-hmm. and i don't recall i don't think they're the ones who did the crash 
trilogy, but I'll check on that. But, but I will I will say that watching that trailer, I'm like, they really sort of nailed the essence of old school Crash, like yeah. from the sounds and the look and everything. I'm yeah. like, that's a pretty good job, man. They they didn't go too crazy, right? Like they found mm-hmm. a. It looks like they found a good in betweener. You know, they didn't go all the way with just making it look like the old Crash, and they didn't go real far where they changed it where you don't recognize it anymore. Which is the problem that Sonic's always had over the years, right? They either keep it the old school same, and people are like, I don't. Oh yeah, that's right. The original Sonic sucks, and then or. They go too crazy, and people are like, "Why is he a werewolf? What's going on here?" Right. I don't know. What's going <laughs> the on. werehog. So, yeah. So it's like this is like this pretty good balance where it's like nothing gets lost on you. Like you, you look at that and you go, "Yep, that's that's Crash. That's Crash Bandicoot." Yep, and you know? Toys for Bob was involved in the Insane trilogy. However, the okay. official developer for that was Vicarious Visions. So, um, but so yeah, it looked good. And I remember people. Did you ever play that? insane trilogy because i bought that no. day one so i but bought I that it was well done yeah i bought that day one it was done in unreal 4 and there's always those conversations of like people said they felt a mild lag like right. they were like there's a hint of lag and you know what trees as a retro guy who rolls in the retro circles a lot mm-hmm. i'm gonna get some flack for this but it's never ceases to amaze me how Guys in their 30s and 40s who do not have the reflexes they used to have, or at least ah, I don't, complain about lag, are b- blaming lag all the time. I understand we need every chance we can get, but as somebody mm-hmm. who played through the first Crash Bandicoot, which is the hardest one in that insane trilogy, mm-hmm. um, I did not struggle with um, feeling like there's lag there. I struggled mm-hmm. with not being as good at the game as I used to be. But uh, I don't think that had a whole lot to do with the lag, if ever, if any. So, and I don't know. Since then, it's probably been patched up and I, cleaner. But whatever. I thought their take on replayable levels by basically kind of using an Instagram filters mm-hmm. was clever. Yeah, oh, oh, way more. And, than and they're backwards. Simple. And they're in that's, reverse. That's, yeah, that's simplifying it though. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. one that's like water. And it changes the whole thing because now you're sort of swimming underwater and it changes yeah. like the gravity and stuff. But I mean, I thought it was really, um, you know, one was like you're painting, like everything's black and white. But now mm-hmm. when you spin, you shoot. Cu- I thought it was. And playable characters and stuff. You know what it is? It reminds me of, uh, do you remember Mario 64 DS? Yes. Yeah, I do. It was that approach, right? Like there were, because f- the, the, there's different playable protagonists and stuff. They They basically took the first successful 3D Sonic game mm-hmm. and the most successful 3D Mario game <laughs> yeah, I and, love. and made a hybrid. And from in what Crash I could tell, it was hard to see, but it looked like they made like a special little side mission level with that uh, <laughs> character I've never heard of. I haven't played through all the Crash um, okay. I, I just played original like two, mm-hmm. but they had like was it Dingo Gator or something? Yeah, and his and they had a whole lore for him where like yeah. after the game he always wanted to open a diner, and after yep. the game <laughs> where he got defeated by Crash, he went and opened that diner. And now that Dan got wrecked, and he's on like a rampage. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, um, I yeah I, but good I like good it. on them, and I hope but I hope it's successful. You know what I mean? Because you know. 
I'll definitely try probably play because it looks it looks it just looks like it's a fun game. Oh hell yeah! No. It's coming out for my wife's birthday. Um, Does now the original Crash right? I remember in the commercials he never shut up right because it was a guy in a suit. Hey, Clemmer boy. Yeah, <laughs> but did he talk in the games or did he just gesture yes, he a lot did. and other people talked? Now okay. you yeah, I couldn't remember if he had a voice in the original. Oh, game sorry, he didn't he just talk. Sort of... No, he was like Mario. Woo, ha ha. Yeah, he was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. But even in cutscenes, right? He just sort of like make facial expressions. Like, yeah, he uh... would just make facial expressions. Scratch. He would. He had a lot of facial expressions. Yeah, and other so people he'd look would curious. Talk. Scratches okay. his head and stuff. Yeah, because I think Coco talked. But he I still don't doesn't know talk because if... I don't think he talks. I don't know if Coco talked until. I don't know if Coco was even in the first game. Maybe you rescue her. And then mm-hmm. Coco, I believe, was in Warped. So they've made it very clear that they don't ignore that Crash 1 and 2 existed. Um, mm-hmm. But Crash 3 Warped really established the the apex of the franchise in terms of mechanics. Like, whether you like them or not, it was what... Mm-hmm. Naughty Dog thought those set in stone mechanics should be, yep. and Toys for Bob is just taking that and and running with it even further. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it'll be cool. Um, you know, I am kind of torn on the day one thing because it is a full price game, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I kind of want to tell them, hey, I want you guys to do stuff like this, and I'm sure yeah, you want to support. You want to support them. Right, like, oh, no, 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 the single-player platformer bring back mm-hmm. uh, the the days of, of the PlayStation days, like, I'm down with that. And I believe the original Crash Bandicoot was forty nine ninety nine when it came out on PlayStation, uh, which was a pretty standard retail price you, at that time. Do you think they, um, they throw in the original Crash Bandicoot in there somewhere? No, How much memory can but that up at I this point? bet... Well, they can't, right? I it's don't a think Naughty they Dog can. property, right? Yeah, it's a so. Naughty Dog Sony thing. But I do think we will see the Insane Trilogy hmm. as potentially like a pre-order thing or whatnot. Well, they're doing skins and stuff. And it's Activision. No, Activision won't give away the Insane Trilogy. But you might see it <sighs> since it comes out October 2nd. Here's my cynical view. That's a Black Friday deal that Activision tries to pull yeah, off, uh, where you pay sixty and you get the Insane Trilogy with it. Are they? Uh, that sounds like a steel book, right? There is no steel, steel book, book that I know of. Uh, well, hold on. You know, I'm itching on. for a steel book. I'm itching for a video game steel well, book lately. Actually, I've got something for you. Um, okay. Uh, I'll talk about it in one sec. Uh, let me just check on Best Buy. Best Buy is usually where I look for the steel book because if they're going to have it, it's going to be Best Buy. Crash 4. Let's see if it's got a steelbook. No steelbook. Sorry, bro. Ah. Sorry, bro. Um, another so, thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Good. Good. Oh, I was going to talk about this. I was going to talk about the steelbook that you might be interested in. Is, well, can um, I say one more thing about that yeah. uh, uh, Sony thing? Quick yeah. before we, I forget. Because really, there wasn't much more in that Sony thing that caught my eye. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're bouncing around. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, so the Sony, uh, whatever, press play. Um, th- there's one company that's hitting gold, all right? Because my son, again, who's not even four yet, was sitting with me. And I was, I was sort of fast forward through that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just to catch the stuff. You know, I'd get the gist of everything because I didn't have time. But he made me play it three times, and that was uh, the whole thing for Bug Snacks. Ah, Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks so is going to be he's already broke. He's already roped in, and I'm like, these people know what they're doing because, uh, you know, whatever the look, the, simp- the simple look of that game and the characters and stuff, uh, my son, who's almost four, was like in, 100% in. He, he, even, he even recognized a pizza moth at the end. Mm-hmm. And so there's a pizza moth, and I go, this, yep, this is simple enough. It's like, yeah, this is going to. I think this might be big. But Bug Snacks is PS5. Is it? Yeah. Well, they showed it on this pre- this state of play. I thought you said yeah, this was they, only for stuff coming out. Uh, it is. Um, but it's uh, Bug Snacks is this holiday me, season. You tell me they can't put Bug Snacks out on a PS4. Oh, there's no way they can. Oh wait, no, 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 no. I'm can't. wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It. They featured it for PS5. There's even a thing in right. here. Uh, after the state of play, um, s- developer Young Heroes came out and clarified that Bug Snacks will also be coming to the PlayStation 4 and Microsoft Windows PCs. So there you go. There you go. Bug Snacks. That it's game looks off. amazing. Right. I think I'm going to grab it on PC, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Steelbook. Uh, yeah. So um, Best Buy announced uh, a pretty good deal. For the Steelbooks, um, Cyberpunk 2077. If you pre-order, you get a free Steelbook with it, and mm-hmm. you get a $10 reward certificate. So, nope. basically, it's 50 bucks, and you get a Steelbook. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is something Best Buy does lately that I'm really happy with. So... I had Cyberpunk 2077 pre-ordered on Amazon because a long time ago, Amazon had the pre-order price of 50 bucks. It was forty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. and you got free shipping. But I don't know if you know this, but if you're not part of Prime and you do free shipping on those video games, they're like, yeah, you'll get it within like two weeks of the game coming out. Like, uh, in fact, let me let me look this up now that I've got... Uh, uh, I haven't canceled my my Amazon one yet, uh, but I will be doing it. Uh, but it'll tell me when they think. Here we go. So Cyberpunk 2077 arriving by December 13th because I picked free shipping. <laughs> and I'm not prime. <clears throat> so Best Buy does, it's $59.99, but you get a $10 reward certificate and I can find money to spend at Best Buy. Um, I went from hating Best Buy to being okay with Best Buy as long as I don't go to the store. Um, mm-hmm. It's day one shipping, and you get a free uh, steelbook. So I was like, okay, I'll do that one. So they guarantee I'll have it at my doorstep on the 18th. Not that I'll start playing it on the 18th, but at least I'll have it. So um, I like that about Best Buy a lot more than Amazon. So, um, so yeah, that might be a way to go, Trees, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Nah, you're not, not doing cyberpunk. I am, but I'm not feeling that steel book for some reason. Uh, the design's not out yet. That's why. Oh, okay. I see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I was on. Um, <laughs> it's how crazy I'm. This is how crazy I get sometimes. Uh, once in a while, I will check out super rare games or limited run games. Mm-hmm. Right. I. I really like 
weird switch titles for some reason i don't okay. know why like like i have one of the super rare games i have the fire and the flame mm-hmm. right which is you can get for like a a buck 49 sometimes on sales but i paid like you know 30 dollars for it because i wanted the case for it with the collector's cards and stuff because right. i'm weird that's, right because there's that only one like actually was, i'll give you that makes sense there was, was only like you know like like 2000 of them made or something right whatever i wanted um but they had um little inferno do you remember little inferno i had it for mm-hmm. the the Wii. do you remember that with the five plays and use yep it was like a puzzle i have it on pc but yes it was also on the wii yeah so the wii u was great because you played it on the tablet you could just play it on the oh, tablet. oh it was wii u okay yeah and you played it on the tablet and um it was just this weird game we just had it, it's from the people um they make those games. There's one where the game where you're um, working at a job and it's basically you're doing computer programming to make people move boxes around. What the fuck am I I'm losing my mind? I can't think of that name. Human Corporation or something? You could look it up. Oh, like corp- uh, yeah, Corporation Simulator or whatever. <laughs> yes, but the, yeah, they they all their games have that Tim Burtony, yeah, act boy look or whatever it's called. And, and um, so Little Inferno, you would. You would mix and match items to burn in a fireplace, and you'd have little riddles on the side of like real obscure riddles of like what items to mix together. And you'd basically it was like a checklist, of, and you'd burn things up. It was it was fucked up, but <laughs> I think it was limited run games. They had a steel book of Little Inferno for the Switch. <laughs> oh man, was I hovering? Was I hovering, Fred? Oh, oh yeah, I couldn't do it. I I couldn't bring myself to do it. But it's still there. You can still. I, I'm pretty sure it's limited run games, and they have a steel book of Little Inferno. And I was like, oh fuck, that's so awesome. And you know, it couldn't <laughs> have been that popular if uh, they're still uh, for sale because most of limited run game stuff disappears oh. forever. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. Well, the one thing that I I'm thinking about getting is um, that. That medieval. I always told myself, like, you know me, I'm a sucker for remasters. Well, I always told myself the price is never right, but Gamefly's got mm-hmm. it for sale used, free shipping, twelve ninety nine. It's like, mm. oof, that's low enough. That's low enough. I don't. Know. I don't know if I ever liked that game. You know, I don't know if I like that the, game either. I have it on PS one. That came at the S. Right, that was at the ass end of the PS one, right? That was one of those. Mm, wasn't it was it? later? Like, I, I swear I want to say it was when my interest in the PS1 was waning. Because I know there was games like that coming out, and I was just like, I'm good. I'm there good was a sequel, that. too. Uh, 98. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The Dreamcast was about a year away. Yeah. So, I, I think I was done with those type of games. Because well, to me, many... that falls. Sorry. To me, that falls into the Spyro. Games like that category. Running around, picking up collectibles. You know what I mean? Third-person platformer, sort of 3D-ish. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, those were popping out like nobody's business at that well, time. And um, and uh, the, the there was that remake of the first <laughs> game on PSP. <laughs> and then now this one's the third time they've remade the first game. Um. Although this one is a, the PS4 one is an exact 
one-to-one match of mm-hmm. the original game. So, I don't know. I spent uh, 12 bucks on Shadow of the Colossus, and I fucking hate that game. So, like, you know, what could go wrong? Might pick it up. <laughs> I don't know. So, I've been looking for, you know, I've been looking for Resident Evil 3, though. And on that Gamefly sale, they had Resident Evil 3 on the PS4 for twenty four ninety nine. And I was like, that's the price point I want. I went to go buy it because I want it on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Xbox One version Gamefly is selling for forty nine ninety nine used. So, I don't know why that one's in much higher demand, but... Uh, uh, they probably just didn't buy many copies of it, and so they don't need to get rid of it. But, uh, yeah, I'm struggling hard to get me... Uh, I will not buy Resident Evil 3 at more than 25 bucks, probably. No, what you got me doing hmm. now, which hmm. I would never do before. You always had me looking at GameStop's stupid... Deal of the day? <laughs> yeah, whatever that is, where it's like, use games, buy... So many for oh, what <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know? realize that's a complete waste of time. Uh, like it was good for one or two, you know, hits, but then eventually you just get so fed up with it. Four for thirty bucks, you know that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's in stock at a local GameStop, and you go pick it up. It's the only yeah. advice I'll give you. But uh, um, yeah. Last week, last week when you, you were talking about it, I was like, man, I was like looking. I'm hovering over stuff I would never hover over. Assassin's Creed on the Switch? What? Why would I? Why would I do that? That's dumb. Ugh. That's just insane, so, bro. What is your deal? Yeah, you know anyway. that they have Assassin's Creed Black Flag slash Rogue. Yes, Switch. Yeah, and they're good and ports like, too. Are they they're, good? They're, How can they're they technical, be good? They're technical masterpieces, Digital Foundry said. Uh, they are, I think they perform and look similar to the PS4 versions of those games, which is pretty impressive. What about Days Gone? Did Days Gone ever pan out? So I bought like? Days Gone for $15 digitally when it was on sale on a random right. weird Sony sale like a few months back. And I was just contemplating the same thing. I'm about to start a new game. And I was like, is Days Gone the, the Sony exclusive I want to start? Or is it Lo- is it Uncharted Lost Legacy? Right? Or, or, right. or do I do what uh-huh. everybody really wants me to do? And I go back and I play those, uh, you know, like Jack and Daxter. I've never played those games before. So do I go back and no. play those? No, no, I have the Jack and Daxter trilogy. I have the Ratchet and Clank HD trilogy, and I have the um, uh, oh, the Thievus Raccoonus. What is um, Sly Cooper? Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Yeah, I like that. I've guy. got all of those, and I want to play through them because I never have. Uh, I played Sly One. I played through that when I first got the uh, the trilogy, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I haven't. Uh, played any of them but to me that's still a trilogy because i got through sly one i even platinumed it but there's slide two and three and then i bought four as well so mm-hmm. with two three and four which i know sucker punch didn't make four but whatever with two three and four that's a trilogy also so basically i need to decide if i want to start the older trilogies or one of the new games. Like if I just play days gone either i'm really gonna like it or i'm really not gonna like it that's kind of the impression i get 
Right. Maybe I should just knock it out because it's an indication of, oh, I also have to play through uh, Detroit, Become Human. Hmm. That one we got as PlayStation Plus. But my right. PlayStation Plus is up in December, and I don't know that I'm going to renew it. And so... I, I downloaded that, and then I uninstalled yeah. it. It sat on my like little lineup forever, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. and I never clicked on it once. Yep. So, so sad. So I got to decide. I also have God of War 3 remastered. Do you remember when that was like four bucks or something? <laughs> so I picked that up because I really like the God of War uh, mm-hmm. trilogy. There's a part of me that wants to go back and play those five games again. Uh, I really like those games. But anyway, I got to figure it out. I don't know. If you'll start Days Gone, I'll start Days Gone. <sighs> well, I've seen it for... It was on one of those stupid oh, deals. Oh, own it game yet. Stop. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, I forget what it was. It was like, buy something and get something Lots of people did not care for Days Gone, and I don't mean just critics. But there are a handful of people in my life that were like, you know what, I played it, it was fun. It was a good 20, 25-hour open-world game. I don't, mind. I don't mind pushing my motorcycle when it runs out of gas. <laughs> it looks sexy. You know, well, and, and this is what I keep telling people. Like, everyone's like... Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Are you playing Ghost of Tsushima? And I was like, I'm sure that's a good game, but we all know that game is destined to be 20 bucks in the next year. It and is. I, said, you know, I see it all the time, and I'm glad I didn't. I didn't go for it. That steel book was dope, though. It you was can just dope. get the steel book. Just have like the just book. the book. Forget the game. Just try to buy just the steel book. <laughs> dryer's done. Um, yeah, my dryer's yeah. going. You know, it hit me. That might be the. The clip, the staticky sound you were hearing was my dryer rolling around. Didn't no, even dawn on Didn't even my, dawn my dryer buzzes twice, and we've read that manual inside and out. We cannot figure out whatever Whirlpool or GE. I think we bought a GE. Whatever GE's plan was for this dryer, uh, the buzzer. There is no thing that says like turn off the buzzer, so it just buzzes and then stops. But anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so uh, I mean, if it's burning a hole in your pocket, you can get Days Gone. But you should play Rogue though, Assassin's Creed Rogue. But yeah, you got to be careful with those. Remember what I bought was a bunch of shitty uh, 360B games, which yeah, I'm, I'm starting to knock through. Yeah. Nice. So, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, but. You know, I, I I don't know if I told you this. I was uh, at a I've put a a ban on myself from buying um, <laughs> video games for the most part, unless it's oh. something like Medieval where I get it for twelve bucks shipped. You know what I mean? Like GameFly, I'll spend right. five bucks shipping that thing to me, probably. So, like, I'm kind of paying seven bucks for that thing. But uh, um, I went to uh, I went to a sale last week. Um, for buy one, get one at a local, it was on Thursday. That's right. Cause my daughter's back in cheerleading and my wife is an assistant coach now. So Thursday nights, uh, they don't get home till seven o'clock. Oh. And so I got out of work at five and there's a local mom and pop shop and they're trying to, you know, do the, we're open from COVID, but like, let's, let's get people shopping. So they had a buy one, get one for anything, 20 bucks or less. And it's, uh, it's anything trees like graphic novel, Blu-ray, video game like you can just go there and just get two fun items for 20 bucks or whatever um and so i went there looking and i was going to grab black ops one and two um because i'm playing through the call of duty games slowly but surely uh Mm -hmm. again and um 
I had gotten rid of my Call of Duty games. Like I was always in the habit when I originally was playing Call of Duty of uh, I knew that like right around spring was when I would start falling off those games in the Mm -hmm. 360 PS3 era and I would sell them. And you could still get like 30 bucks store credit and stuff. Or I think I used to sell them on eBay for like 40 bucks. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like once you hit summer, it's almost too late. Um, maybe this newest one, it's not. But that's kind of how it used to be. And so you'd want to get while the getting's hot. Like right around April, I would be like, okay, I'm good with the multiplayer. I can play something else. And I would ditch it for the next one. Um. And so I'm, I'm getting them all back. And Black Ops 1 and 2 have held a lot of value on the 360, especially mm-hmm. 2, because the digital versions Activision has cranked up. So if you look on the Xbox shop, it's still like 50, 60 bucks for Black Ops 2 on the 360 because <laughs> Activision knows what it's got there. And there's an active community and they're backwards compatible on Xbox One. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people playing those. I just want the campaigns though. Yeah. And so they had... Black Ops 1 for $19.99 and Black Ops 2 for $24.99. And so with the buy one, get one, I could get $24.99 for both. And I was in the line waiting to check out. Um, it wasn't a very long line, but uh, it was just one register guy because they minimize, they minimize the staff that's in there. And then you're six feet away from everybody because they've got the little stickers on the ground. And so you have to wait a while. And so I was like, I'm just going to check this. And I went and looked... <laughs> on my Xbox app as to what they were in the store. And it revealed to me that somehow, I don't know if it was games with gold or I bought them at a sale or something. Mm -hmm. Somehow I own black ops one and two digitally. Nice. And I was like, Oh, what the fuck? I need to do inventory on my digital shit. And I just put this, (laughs) put them back on the shelves. I didn't go shopping for something else. I was like, I'm not spending any money right now. I just put it back. I left. And I was like, I need to put a moratorium on buying shit. Like, I think I'm I'm good. I think I'm, from an inventory standpoint, I'm where I need to be. <laughs> right. So I am on hiatus. And the only, the only leverage is, you know, there's a handful of new games coming out this year that I want. Um, but nothing with the Series X. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was just going to ride the Game Pass, you know, with that and play old games. So no big games to buy this year on that front. Cyberpunk I was always going to buy and Resident Evil 3 uh, you know I'm really hoping this Black Friday I can get my hands on that fucking game for 20 bucks I'm going to be in some bitch COVID doorbuster sale <laughs> trying to yeah. get that game um, but uh, choking a bitch out at 5 in the morning at a Walmart trying to get my it. hands on that game but uh, um, but yeah so I, I think I'm just good I think I'm just good not buying anything and I'm really just working on playing stuff Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel real good about that right now. Um, and, uh, I don't have anything burning a hole in my pocket. In fact, I've just now, while I'm talking to you, talked myself out of that medieval game, even for $12.99. Really? Cause I just it, don't need that in my life. Really? Cause just talking to you just now, I talked myself into buying the little infernal steel book because I still have them as super rare, super huh. rare games. There you go. Oh, What's God. that going to run you? 50 bucks. Maybe. There's a steel book. Oh, it's and awesome. I bet it looks cool. It's so awesome looking. Well, actually, real quick, can I chat with you one more voice of reason? I need the voice of trees reason. I'm not good at that, though. So eh, you might be with this one. This is a TV. Oh. So my wife talked to me before when I applied for the promotion. Okay. 
because the promotion was an increase in pay, but not a drastic one. And but that's pretty good, right? Like, nope. Most people are getting laid off right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and so the idea that I would get uh, and and you know there's a lot of places do cost of living raises where like every year it goes up by a small percentage because a cost of living's gone up and um, our company did that and uh, they put a freeze on those, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, uh, to get any sort of promotion was good, but you know, I'm seeing some extra bucks uh, out of this. And uh, my wife was like, you know, if you get that, you were always talking about a new TV. My wife does not think I need a new TV and I would completely agree with her. But the two things that I can't get around is that um, my TV, my 4K, it's a wonderful TV. Uh, for, for the tech junkies who have forgotten, I have the KS8000. It was one of the earliest HDR, uh, 4K, Samsung, low you know input lag uh 4k tvs and it's still one of the best like i'm still blown away by that tv the only thing better is the oleds Mm -hmm. um and that that sony one but the two things that uh big tech is doing coming up here is one um they've started integrating um uh certain degrees of FreeSync and G-Sync technology trees into the TVs, which means the TVs can adjust for variable frame rate. So when your game console drops frame rate, instead of tearing like we see nowadays, the screen just adjusts for it. And my my I've I've got a G-Sync monitor. It does it. You you've never seen stuttering or screen tearing anymore because it just adjusts to the frame rate. And now TVs are starting to do that, which is really cool because that'll be good for console gaming, especially when it drops frames, but also makes it really easy to hook it up to a PC. Like I'm guessing, you know, my PC will now hook up to my TV without a lot of the problems I'm running into. The other thing is that um, these new consoles are going to support 120 frames a second. Um, and, um, And so that would be useful. And so I was looking and so my wife was like, you know, if you really want to upgrade, and then last but not least, I want an OLED. So I want one of those LG OLEDs that are just gorgeous, mm-hmm. right? And the newest ones have G-Sync and have um, this variable refresh rate. So they are primo. You know. So I'm looking at it, mm-hmm. but I just don't think I need it. No. I just don't think I need it. And even if I can get high frame rate, the stuff that they've announced so far was Halo Infinite would have 120 frames, but only in the multiplayer. Same thing with Gears 5, only in the multiplayer. And it's like, well, if it's only in the multiplayer, like I can do that on Gears 5 on my PC, right? Mm. And if I really wanted to, I could hook up the Series X to my high frame rate monitor and do that. So there almost seems to be no reason to do it. Right. And, um, and so like, while I would love an OLED with these extra abilities and, um, the OLED thing, I just don't think I need it. Mm. What do you say? Well, I mean, you do have a lot of tech toys when it comes to your TV, you got the Dolby Atmos and all that stuff hooked up and, and the KS 8000 supports HDR, but it does not support Dolby vision which I have lots of Dolby Vision 4K Blu-rays. <laughs> Just saying. I hate to talk but it's also you. But it's also a 65-inch TV that's 2500 bucks. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that's, a lot, not of, a, wise that, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. 
for a TV. That, for me, that's a lot of money too. That's a lot yeah. of money for a TV. Yes, this KS eight thousand was the most expensive TV I've ever oh. bought, and it was it was fifteen hundred when I bought it. How much will it change your life? Financially? No, no. Entertainment okay. wise, like w- everything that's going on in your Not, house now, from all your systems and your, yes. your movies and your Dolby Atmos, and you come home and you want to watch a good movie and you turn your TV on that you have now and you blah, 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 blah. Getting this new TV, 2500 bucks down, what's the difference in your experience? From what you not have much, right now, not much. Then it's probably not worth it. The other thing is, I my Samsung happens to sit about four inches mm-hmm. off the ground, like its stand. Yeah, that it came with our little like feet on either side of it, and it right. puts it four inches off the ground. The LG has a one of your more traditional, like the middle of it has a smaller stand that it sits on, and it's only an inch off the the stand. Okay. And my center channel is a really awesome Polk Audio seven-speaker center channel. It's dope as fuck, and it's small. It's really long, but it's small. kind of looks like a sound bar, and it's only four inches high. Most center channels are six to eight inches high. Mm -hmm. So it can sit in front of... Like, it can sit as the center channel on top of... Because there's not, like, a spot in my cabinet for the speaker. So it sits on top of my entertainment center and the Samsung is just over it. You know what I mean? It's like just high enough so that it's not blocking the view of any parts of the Samsung. Right. If I get the LG, I will have to actually put it in the cabinet and it'll be off center and that may drive me nuts. <laughs> um, so it, it actually introduces new problems. The other problem we're going to have is my wife is like, what are we going to do like with this TV? Like, what are we going to do with the old 4K? Like, do we move it into our bedroom? And then if we do that, what do we do with our bedroom TV? And then my daughter has a TV downstairs. We're not going to put a TV in her room. It just introduces a lot of problems. I will literally right. have a, a 4K TV that is incredibly impressive that no one's going to use. And I'm not going to do the open house random people from Craigslist trying to get me to give them the TV for 200 bucks. So yeah, yeah. I just talked myself out of it. Uh, the OLED will be amazing, <laughs> but I, it's just, yeah, I'm, it's just not time. It's not a yeah. good time. Yeah. I could do so now, much more. You, you take someone like me who's been in my game room, you know, I'm using, you know, current systems, right? I don't have like a PlayStation pro or anything or an Xbox one X and I'm using a HGTV from like, you know, like seven years ago. Right. So for me, like when I upgrade my gaming shit to like a 4K TV and all that, mm-hmm. like that's a, like my entertainment value is going way up. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're going to use a Series X or a PS5. So that's why I'm saying for you with all the fancy shit you have now if you you, you sit down to watch a movie and it's only a little bit like you you know if like I can hearing- tell you I've seen like for example I've seen uh Bumblebee mm-hmm. in HDR and then in Dolby Vision because um my uh 
Um, I, I, I have friends who have that TCL that I told you about, that 4K TV mm-hmm. that's like 750 bucks for like a 55 or 65 inch or whatever. And it's a really good TV. Like it's what it's the six series, the TCL six series is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to upgrade TVs, trees, and you want to do it for not only a low price, but for a really solid TV, right. that's, that's the one you want. It's almost, if not the same as my uh, Samsung only you've waited. And so now they're, they're a lower price. The other thing is that one does have Dolby vision. Mm -hmm. So the only change I could see is because the high frame rate won't come into play yet. I'm not hooking my PC up to it. And, um, the OLED will be a little brighter. So I've seen the OLED and I've seen Dolby vision and Mm -hmm. they are vibrant differences, but unless you've got them side by side, HDR does the job just fine. It's not dynamic like Vision is, but it's it's good enough. Um, and so, yes, we are talking real subtle upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, the the big deal with the OLED is just to be able to be like, yo, motherfuckers, I got the OLED. Yeah. <laughs> and my buddy Matt's got the OLED, and I've seen it at his house, good. and it's, it's so, fucking dope. Good. So but, you and Matt can talk about it on the phone. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway... The other thing I thought about was, and this was my second question to you, is um, I don't know about the Series X. We now know it's coming out in November, and there's a bunch of uh, leaks out right now that controllers have started for the Series X, have started showing up at stores with stickers that say don't open until November 6th. So everyone's pretty sure the new Xbox is coming uh, November 6th. But we don't know the price yet. And mm-hmm. then more and more leaks keep coming out on the PlayStation that suggests that the digital version is 400 and the disc version is 500, which is a good price. Mm-hmm. And so there's this part of me that's like, man, if Series X is 500, if it is, or even if it's 600, and then I can grab PlayStation 5 discless mm-hmm. for 400, I might grab both. What are your initial thoughts on that? You know, I originally thinking to myself, like, this generation, like, because I got all these subscription services, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, like, the discless route. But then I'm just like, once in a while, once in a while, there's that one game I I like to physically grab. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. My uh, my Series X does have a disk drive. Even if they offer a right. no-disk version, but I will I'm, be having the disk drive for the Series X. But this, So, yeah. But that was definitely my thought going into both of these. was like, you know, I'm fully embracing these subscription services. And most mm-hmm. of my gaming is done on these subscription services or Games for Gold or PlayStation Plus, right? Right. I very rarely buy a new game. And when I do, it's like for the Switch, it seems to be, you know, or I get a, a gift for like Christmas or something. Right. But like once in a while, like you said, when I entertain these ideas, I get a steel book or something like I do like to, to grab a disc. But is it worth it? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I don't I'll know have to it. see. There's another part of me that's like, I'll just wait till the PlayStation 5 does the half step because Miles Morales is okay, right. but I really have a sneaky suspicion it'll hit for PS4. Mm-hmm. And I really think this first year is going to be a pretty barren wasteland <laughs> for both of these consoles. Yeah. Um, 
One thing I will say that I like, and this is another, this is my biggest reason why Series X is my go-to, mm-hmm. is like I didn't play Gears Five yet. I haven't gotten around to it, mm-hmm. and it's gonna get this like souped-up patch for Series X. So now I'm like, well, I'll just wait till Series X comes out and play it there because then I get to play like this souped-up version of it. Right. Like that's cool. Like I don't need to. I could even play it on my PC, and it's probably gonna look like that souped-up version anyway. Right. But we'll see. Um, it, I I think that the Series X I can get away discless more than the play, PlayStation Five because it, the Game Pass does like yeah. day one releases of right, whereas PlayStation Now no kind of tends no. to do and it kind of is more used for their backwards compat right like yes if, yes and if they're going to PlayStation use... Now like. A big, a big majority of the catalog is PS3 games. You know what I mean, right? And then they trickle in stuff like Control and Spider Man that, that kind of rope you in, or well, real yes. weird games, <laughs> real niche games. But yeah, if PlayStation Sony started like releasing like like Game Pass does, where they're like, oh yeah, fucking Uncharted Twenty uh, Seven's coming out today, and. Uh, <laughs> It's also coming out on Game Pass Day One. Like if they said doing that, I would be mirror- shocked. I would be shocked if they're uh, not forming a game plan, plan to be able to do that. But they, I do not they think they to. need to. No, they, I think Sony's going to see if they can get through this whole upcoming you generation. Don't, you don't think they need to? You don't think they look at what no. Game Pass is doing and seeing no. the success of that and being no. like, we should be doing something like that? No. I don't. I do not think Sony wants to do that. And I'll be honest with you. I do not think Sony gamers, for the most part, want to be a part of that. Uh, Hmm. It's a very traditional group of very traditional people, both on the Sony fanboy side and on um, the Sony corporate side, that goes, no, box, disc, controller. Box, Mm -hmm. disc, controller. That's, That's it. Um, the other thing that I've read uh, from ver- from sources of people who have their hands on a PlayStation 5 already is that they did not do a good job with that back compat. Um, it's all over the place. There's weird problems with games and performance and all this stuff. And um, I said this on Twitter and I'll say this here. If you are planning on using your PlayStation 5 as your PlayStation 4, don't. Keep your PlayStation 4. You're not going to get much for it because the whole world's going to be selling these. You're going to get 125 bucks if you're lucky. <laughs> it's not worth that. it. Just hang on to that shit. I can't trade what? mine in. You can my or cannot? Four. I cannot. Because they're going to be like, why doesn't the eject button oh, yeah. not work? And then they're going to open it and see minion duct tape in there. It's a mess in there. It can't go on PlayStation 4. Look, the, the PlayStation 5 is not going to be great at back compat. They've never been good. Sony has always been rough at back compat. Even, people don't even remember this, but even PlayStation 2, mm. there are games that just run like shit or don't even run at all on that that are PlayStation 1 games. Um. Oh, what was it? Metal Gear VR missions, I don't even think works. Uh. So it's just always been a thing, you know, with Sony. Like, they just can't figure out backwards compatibility that well. Um, they do pretty good, but they can't figure out that well. Um, 
What I think it's going to be mostly akin to is remember when Microsoft did backwards compat on the 360? Like mm-hmm. almost every original Xbox game. Like there are some here and there, but a large majority of that library <clears throat> plays on 360. Yeah. But not well. It's if, all over the place. If Sony can release uh, a new Adam Venture game on the PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. then I'm in day okay. one. And whenever I'm on PlayStation now, I don't know why. Even back in the day, there's all these Adam Venture games on there. And it's like this weird knockoff Uncharted slash puzzle solving. Yeah. Have you ever heard of those? I don't know if they're... The Adam's Venture games? Yeah. Get them. Get it. Adam Venture. Adventure. Get it. Adam's Venture. Yeah. Missed it. In case you didn't get that subtle. I see what they did. Yeah. Vertigo Games, Dutch indie developer. Yeah, you can tell. Um, <laughs> these these look kind of like point and click games to me. I had no interest. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, yeah, we'll see. I know I want Series X. I know I'm buying that day one. But I think I might get the bug and grab a PlayStation Five. Also, I don't know. I hope the casinos open up by by then, because then maybe I can go and just you know. You know, have a good mm-hmm. night, and I can and I can just get them both. I can win enough to get them both. It's there been I'm jonesing. It's been it's been almost uh, you know, we're going on. Oh, for the casinos? Yeah, yeah. I'm jonesing. Is Mohegan Sun not open? They're open, but oh, um, but no I, one's going. <laughs> no, I can't. I guess people are going, but see, when I go to a casino, that's my relaxation. That's mm-hmm. my stress free. I'm sitting. Drinking vodka sevens, people watching, and gambling. Right. And right now it's you know it's not social yeah. distancing. It's they take your temperature when you come onto the property and, and whatnot. Every time you come on the property, they're taking your temperature. To me, that's not relaxing. Right. So like I'm not gonna and why would I chance it? Why are you gonna go to Good a place point. that's most Good likely point. uh <laughs> German fested? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, that COVID's hovering in there like, like a cloud. <laughs> I ain't going there. Are you crazy? So, uh, but I can't wait to it clears up enough with the the fear and the uh, you know and the, and the fear, uncertainty, and doubt. The yes, flood, the, the, something, something. I don't know when that is, but no, uh, that's that in in broadcast news we always said fear, uncertainty, and doubt. The fud. but uh, well, so all right. Ready to talk about games? <laughs> oh, we haven't talked about Show's games. Yet. What are we talking about? What time is it? Yeah. Um, well, you know what? It, it's funny because this week has been um, a hodgepodge of games. I haven't really played anything different. Just little drips and drabs of stuff. You know, I I, I finally turned on some uh, Fortnite, Fred, because I said mm, I, I mm-hmm. prop, Rob Turbo, my old mm-hmm. my old buddy, my old brother in arms uh, in podcasting. Um, that I we text a lot now for whatever reason. I told him I'm I'm gonna play, so I I popped it on on my Switch because I have it on because it's one of those free games that's cross platform, so you can just pop it on whatever carries over wherever you go. So I was playing on my Switch. Uh, I haven't played it forever, and I came in second place. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's not bad. Battle Royale yeah. game. I came second in second place. Is, second um, place is good, especially with I, those Fortnite nut balls. Oh my god! And then I popped it on um, Xbox One, downloaded that thing, and um, played that. 
came in ninth. So, uh, like, you know, I'm like, all right, I think I could hang. It's not that hard. The, 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 it's not like Call of Duty, and, I, and this isn't me trying to shit on Fortnite, right? But it's to me, it didn't feel as um, precise as a okay. Call of Duty. I could see you know that. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it was. It's very forgiving. The shooting <laughs> in the uh, accuracy. <laughs> I was I was lighting people up when, you know, in Call of Duty, I would have had a headshot and been done. I would have been dead, and I was lighting these people up. Um, yeah, I will say this about Fortnite. I will say this for a game that started as a blatant ripoff of PUBG, and they knew mm-hmm. it. Right, they just—they were the only ones smart enough to see a trend happening, and they were the first ones to hop on and commit and commit more than the original one. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. yeah. It's like they committed to it, whereas the PUBG people just sort of like fucking dragged their feet, and they got surpassed by easily. It's like the. Well, yeah, that was the thing was, you know, Fortnite just, they killed themselves, like, just keep it going. Every time something's popular, integrate yeah. it, right? Who's and um, who, who's the guy who wrote Game of Thrones? Uh, George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah, PUBG is the, uh, the, the G- Martin of Battle Royales. <laughs> just dragging, his, dragging their feet. <laughs> Not getting it done. All right. And other people just passed them by. So, um, and now that sixth book's coming out this year. I swear. (laughs) Update number six is coming people. We swear. Um, so, but when you pop on Fortnite now, they're in season, I don't know what the fuck chapter season three, chapter two. I don't know what the fuck, how they name it, whatever they're doing. But I have no idea. When you boot it up, it downloads and it. When you turn the game back on, it has like a full trailer that will play that tells you all about everything that's in the new season, and it's a full cinematic trailer. It's it shows everything. It shows the new characters and has Aquaman like straight up from fucking Aquaman. Jason. Yes, Momoa, it does. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty the Jason funny. Momoa Aquaman. Yeah. And um, I will say this: it's like. You know, for a game that started as a quick sort of like, quick, let's get in there. They have really carved out their style. You know what I'm saying? Like that goofy mm-hmm. style we all make fun of, like I make fun of every week. You know what I mean? That sort of like whatever. This sort of, it's like hip sort of meme, meme-rific world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it, but they've, it's definitely like, um, embraced and they've ran with it and they've made it like that is their world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, good on them. And the game was fun. I did not have fun. Like I always pick on it, but it's a video game. It's fun. But I will say this uh, because you have the building incorporated, um, the crafting. Yes. You know, that takes up a whole set of buttons that I'm used to call a duty. Let's say, my muscle memory from Call of Duty, I would be doing stuff and I would just pop up these crazy build menus and get stuck in them in the middle mm-hmm. of like, me trying to do something. And that takes a little getting used to. And I, I, I hardly built anything in my, two, my, my few times playing. So 
I guess you don't have to. You know, I think I built. I built no, the- like when I play on PC, I have to because um, it's it's insane. But I don't usually play on PC because most of those motherfuckers are using keyboard, and mouse, and I can't do that. Um, but on PlayStation, because remember, I originally had, I have an original press account. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I have the original no. press account from single player preview mode PlayStation. Oh. People would kill for my yep. login. Uh, wow. of that because it's got all these like weird cosmetics that you can only get from being f- you know in the epic version of that day oh, one right, right 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 yeah and and i've just played it mostly as a co-op thing uh i don't think i've ever played the battle royale i've played co-op online and i've played the death match when it used to be there maybe i have played the battle royale now that i think about it but yeah on consoles you can kind of get away with I don't know if you can win, but you can get away with yeah. not building as much. Right. So I think I built a few ramps to get up on a roof of a house, and I built some walls sort of for cover. Sure. sure. But I've seen the videos like you've seen where people are building towers as they're fighting, and I'm just like, I don't yes. know what they're doing. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I don't know what they're doing. Good on them uh, to play like that. Anyway, so um, and I was texting with Rob tonight because I'm just like, you know, I was looking for you guys, and I uh, couldn't find you. You know, because he plays with a group like JW and his buddy and stuff. And he's like, oh, he goes, you know, we were playing, but I have my privacy settings, like, set so high that you probably don't see me online. I was like, well, just text me next time. I'll throw in and jump in. Um, Otherwise than that, I I gotta be honest, like, I I, I played some Switch, my Switch a little bit, you know, back there, some Animal Crossing with my daughter. Uh, I downloaded some... um, Picross type adventure game because I must have like 50 versions of like Picross on my Switch. I have like the real Picross. I mm-hmm. have like weird offshoots of like anime where they've wrapped like anime stories around Picross puzzles. I have weird, I have a lot of Picross stuff. Uh, I love Picross. Clearly. I do. Um, and, but mostly Fred, NASCAR, still playing NASCAR by the way. Um, nice, nice. But mostly, um, No Man's Sky. Yes, I am so fucking back in it. I'm so in it. I can't. I was playing it before we. I came down to do the show. Like I'm just like, I don't know what it is that I'm just sucked back into that game. You know, and I will say this. I will say this. Uh, I have not played with Jilly Dad again. I haven't seen him on. Uh, but yes, I've grown to be very much appreciative of the money that he has given me. It has afforded me a certain freedom to not worry about, you know, buying certain things and I'm still enjoying the game, you know, um, but you're not quite having the issues you were having before with, no, uh, with uh using that game or with using that currency yeah no i've got over that you know what i mean (laughs) i still have Mm -hmm. a lot of it like the truth is i haven't spent a ton i'm still just kind of playing the game normal right once in a while it's like i'll take i'll take that component we'll pick you up i'll take that um so yeah playing a lot more a lot more of that. Still having a ball. I, I have been tweeting out pictures. Um, people seem to like them. You know, 
I get mm-hmm. private messages um, from old like podcast buddies and stuff, basically telling me to cut it out uh, because I'm making them <laughs> want to play that game again. There you go. It seems to be yep. a consensus like, dude, you need to stop because uh, I got shit on my plate right now and you're really making me want to go back and play this. <laughs> yep. That's, that's what I seem to get. Yep. Somebody's trying to get through season four or whatever of <laughs> Call of Duty yeah. and you keep fucking playing No Man's Sky. <laughs> so good. Oh, it's so good. Um, yes, I finally, I, I remembered and I was a good boy and I tweeted out a picture of the, uh, the, the, um, Mining vessel, the voice of Rojas for you. So yeah, looks awesome. The majestic ship that that is. And uh, this week, though, uh, you're no longer the the jewel, unfortunately, in my fleet, because <laughs> I have fair. acquired a cap, an actual capital ship. That kind nice. of dwar- put it this way, it, my capital ship, dwar- the capital ships dwarf the mining vessels. So that's crazy. It's pretty big, uh, and it's sweet. So I have a, I have that. Um, I still have you in my fleet because it's basically you can acquire, you you can recruit tons of like smaller vessels to be part of your mm-hmm. fleet, and it's kind of like those Assassin's Creed like mobile uh, companion apps and stuff where you basically um, send them out on missions when you're not doing nothing. Right. And it would take like 23 hours. And then like the next day you're playing <laughs> and you see that they they're back and you're like oh what I get and you get you know. It has this, like, you do a debriefing and it will have a log, um, this cool little log, if you want to read it. And it tells you, like, at what time and where they were in the galaxy and what they encountered. And they're, like, little sweets. You know what I mean? Like at this Yeah, week. I like that. And um, you basically get tons of – that's where you make your money. You get tons of money and, uh, you know, rare metals and resources they bring back for you. Um, so I'm doing that. And then um, – yeah, the other day I it was funny because I yesterday I was playing and I encountered so I got a new warp drive. There's different warp drives you can get because there's different okay. um, there's different uh, planets, stars that you can visit. Like when you so when you go to the mm-hmm. map, there's different colored stars. There's red ones and well, but you need special um, warp drives to reach to those get stars. Them. Yes, so gotcha. I actually acquired a red warp drive. I was able to go to a red moon and it was like so every system you warp into they will have one common thing is that there'll always be a space station floating and you can go in there and that's where you can trade and there's you know there's all types of aliens and stuff and there's usually one there's three species of alien Mm -hmm. and um depending where you jump to one alien will be the dominant alien in that sector so I went to I, – I filled up my warp drive. It allows you to warp one space. But if you fill it up, you can warp, like, a couple spaces. Um, I don't know if you ever seen the – have you ever seen the star map in No Man's Sky? Yeah, yeah. I've actually named a couple of uh, yeah. places. So, you, so but... you know when you look at the galaxy map, it's just, it's just like, strings going mm-hmm. everywhere. It's, like, crazy. Um, so you can toggle now, like, where you want to go, and it will give you set courses – or you can put it on free form or free roam and you can like kind of jump around where you want. So I jumped around and picked a red star. So I kind of went off my 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 roadmap there. I picked this red star and I, 
I I whooped it. You went off-roading? I went off-roading, and I whooped toward it. was only two planets in the atmosphere. There was no space station, which I've never encountered before in my life. Huh. So there's no one to go to. And the planet <laughs> I went to, it was just designated as a blood planet. Like, it would tell you what kind of Whoa. planet, like a desert planet or an ice planet. Right. This said blood planet. And I was like, what the fuck is a blood planet? And what was hilarious is I tweeted that picture out. And my friend who works for NASA, and uh, lives, she lives in L.A., she wrote back. She's like, yeah, I never heard of that, but I'll I'll ask around. Does <laughs> 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 that exist? And I'm like, yeah. Blood planet. Uh, so I landed, and it was fucked up. Because it was no color, Fred. So it was hmm. basically black and white. Even my ship showed up in black and white, except for certain like flowers that were red. So just picture a filter where everything's black Weird. and white, and it had red like plants. It right, was, it's kind of like Schindler's List, and it had these giant. Sorry to invoke that movie. Yeah. What I was actually thinking of was where everything's black and white, yes. and the girls just walking with the stark contrast coat. Yes, yes, I got that. <laughs> I, you know, you can't be too careful nowadays. People are like, "What? what Why is he comparing the Holocaust to No Man's Sky?" No, I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but there was these big stone. I don't know what they were. There was these giant like circles everywhere that you could fly through. Like they were just part of the like the lands. It was very fun. Very HR Geiger looking. I got out of it. Oh, okay. So there was lots of dicks. No, no dicks, but it's definitely kidding. big, weird, round thing. I know. I got out off that planet. I love oh, that. boobs, boobs. Geiger likes boobs too. Yeah, yeah. I, I left that big planet. round. Either things. way, I left. Yeah. I left and zapped. Out. Are they halos? No. Um. Anyway, they look like them. I zapped out of there. I did find a planet today that had um, they look like um, big stargates on them. Oh, big cool. metal stargates, and yeah. I like, but I couldn't do nothing with them. Like I would click on them, I'd get out and walk up to them. They were huge, and they would sort of, they'd they'd give you a little taste of story, and it was sort of like, it would like spit out this robot talk, and I found like three or four of them, and they would each sort of say something weird, then I just left. (laughs) It's weird, that game's strange, you find stuff like that, and you're like, I don't know. So, See, I don't think I would enjoy that stuff, but I can tell you are fascinated by it. I Uh, am. It's... it's, it's a, great to watch you play that game. It's exciting to warp around. It's exciting to check out those planets, man. You know, my problem is I get distracted and I really try to be like, okay, I need to fix this component. I need this, this, and this, and this is what I'm going to do. And it's, I get so distracted because that's how you have to play that game. You really have to like be dedicated to what your goals, what you want your goals to be. And mine mm-hmm. go out the window because I get so distracted by things called blood planets. And I'm like, well, I got to go there, even though there's nothing there I need. But I'm like, I got to see what that is. So the path I'm following now, they want me to build the base somewhere. They gave me the special mm-hmm. components for my base that allow me, that will allow me to like craft some stuff and contact somebody. So I need to build the base. But you know me, it's like naming a ship or naming my character. It's like, I don't like that planet. I don't like this planet. I don't want that. My, when the truth is, I can land anywhere and stop building a base to further my mission. You know what I'm Because I can pull that base up when I'm done and destroy it and move on. But it's like, no. In my brain, I want to find a cool planet to stick it on. 
So, unfortunately, it's been what I've been doing. So, No Man's Sky, uh, you know, be prepared to see more pitches, you know, because I'm just going to mm-hmm. keep tweeting them out if you don't mind. So Yeah, I'm enjoying them. You seem to enjoy them. So, other people seem to enjoy them a little, I think. What do I know? I don't know. But, uh, Trees Lounge zero, 00 if you want to see so no man's sky pictures. those pictures. Um, They're cool. They are cool looking. Um, especially with no context, right? Like I know what the game's yeah. doing, but someone who doesn't know what that game is but sees all those pitches, it must look like the, the greatest game ever. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who fits that description, it yeah. does. Yeah. yeah you like that. It really does. That's great. Um I'm trying to think. I I really do think that's all I've really been playing. I mean, you and I tried grounded. That's right. But I feel yeah, we can talk about that. I did play. <laughs> wait, I did play a, some fall fall guys ultimate knockout. Oh yeah, for a PS Plus download. Um, which look on its surface is genius, as far as I'm concerned. It's mm-hmm. basically these little minion looking dudes, uh, and you can customize them. And it's basically a game show where every round is either like some weird race or obstacle course. And only so many people can make it to the fish line. And then you get booted out. And it's basically last man standing type of nonsense. And when you win, you get points and money, I think. Kudos, maybe. I could be wrong what it's called. And then you use that to buy more outfits and silly shit for your guy. And really, that's it. But it's that... (laughs) To me, the loop. to me, um, they do that one thing that always works. It's the one versus 100 thing where they just show the grid of all the guys of your people. Mm-hmm. And some of them get kicked out and you survive. Like that one little thing. It shows like, you know, the little, uh, just little boxes of everybody standing there. And then the ones that didn't make it get booted. And then you, you remain. And there's something about that. There's something... I don't know that 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 really connects with people. We just like I made it, I made it. I don't know. Did you play it? Yeah. Did you check that out. At no, all? no, no. I have no interest in that game. No interest at all, huh? The kid loves it. And then apparently it was really hard to uh, get on that first day for some it, reason. It's but. been hard to get on, and it's been glitchy for sure. Okay. Um, I think a lot of it's the new toy, right? So it's the new darling of uh, well, buddy. So. Like I said, this is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. But like, yeah, I think that's the thing. And I think uh, gamers, I mean, you can live this life, but I I think you're really doing yourself a disservice where people are like, yeah, there's nothing to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I beat Ghost of Tsushima. Now there's nothing coming out for years. And it's like, well, if you really need a new hotness, like Zeitgeist Gaming. Yeah. It's drying up. I don't know if I work for a video game site right now. I in the previews department. I don't know what you do. Um, but if you, yeah, and so I feel like I'm sorry to be cynical, but I feel like people must have very little going on if the Fall Guys is is the highlight of. Well, again, if you haven't tried it, Fred, let's be honest. There is something fun about it. This. Oh, I'm sure it's fun. And it's silly because you can run, right? You run, you can jump, you can dive, and then one button holds on the stuff. 
Right. Well, you it's got, the gang beast's yeah. draw. So yeah. you're trying to get somewhere and, and you know, someone can drag you. <laughs> some asshole can Yeah, it's there. again, it's 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 gang beasts all over um, again. And I I remember that back in the day. I also think the game's genius because they're only like they're very small little obstacle courses, right? But it right. sixty people all running <laughs> through a stupid obstacle course to a finish line. And they're smart because you can pump those out, right? You can update that right. all the time with new stupid little obstacle courses. It's it, it oh, yeah. probably not that hard. So, you know, if they keep on top of that and keep it, because right now it doesn't, it looks like there's like, from what I saw, there was like six or seven. Like, something like to that. Do. Yeah. But if they're on top of that, you could add something every week. You know what I mean? It's not that hard to add these little funny little obstacle courses. What else? There's also rumors that suggest that like next month or something or in the near future, it'll hit PC and other <laughs> platforms. So I I think they would be foolish not to give it legs. And I think if people are into that right now, again, yep. I didn't mean to sound like the game itself is <laughs> critical. It's just it, it, so, it is not offering much to interest me yeah. right now. But then... But then on the other hand, um, you know, we texted each other mm. and I said, it's funny that we don't play something together. We do a show together. We don't even have like anything we try out together, you know? True. And you were like, well, grounded is grounded. And I was like, yeah, what's, what's that looks like fun. Yeah. So we did hop on. It there. did look like fun. <laughs> Was it Sunday night? Sunday night. We, we got on there. You had a little bit it of was time Sunday night, yeah. and I had time. I was like, let's play, let's check it out. Let's play some grounded. And and going in, you even said though, going in like, this isn't really your your bag. These sort of crafting. Yeah, I've, I I got into those survival games early on. You know, I I played through uh, Rust. Mm-hmm. I didn't play through Rust. I played Rust. I also played Ark. Um, and then I got for review. Um, Oh, what was that game? You remember the one that looked like Bioshock that was done by Compulsion Games? I can't believe I can remember the developer and not the name not of the, the game. Name. But anyway, um, it was a game that everyone thought was going to be like a, a the next Bioshock, and it ended up being um, not that. So, uh, hold on, I'll have the name in a minute. I cannot believe I'm blanking on this. We Happy Few? We Happy Few, Yeah. And I put like 10 hours into We Happy Few. And then I was like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, I <laughs> yeah, I just don't get into those games. Well, we we tried. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I would have enjoyed what was going on. Um, but the lag, for whatever reason, on my end, not your end, you will find apparently, mm-hmm. but on my end. But to be clear, you're on vanilla Xbox. I'm on, vanilla I'm Xbox. on an X. So I don't know if that has something to do with it, but it sound, seemed like it might be. Um. Yeah, but it's weird, right? Because it's like, I don't know. It wasn't like the game was all glitchy and, and like crashing and stuff. It was just like my controls wouldn't work. You would have to press a button like five times oh to have one input. Yes. And if I like went to look to the left... And I just pushed my controller once to go to the left. My character would swing like 180 and look 
mm-hmm. behind them. Like it was like it was almost impossible to play, but I tried my best to move around. <laughs> yeah. Um so we didn't we didn't play for long and we didn't get to see much of it, unfortunately. It looked like it yeah. could be cool. It was charming. I like I said, I tried playing while you were trying to troubleshoot, and um, I got a little farther along in the tutorial than you. But like, I still like lots of stuff is not very well explained. Um, but we did, you know, find a couple of areas, like uh, the uh, the weird like electronic thing out the machine, in the lawn. Yeah, the machine. That, yeah, the- yeah, and we had fun. That was kind of charming looking, and it was fun. You could see where you could do stuff with that and uh, jumping around on a big juice box and stuff like that. So, like, I see the... And, and I got eaten by an orb spider, scared the shit out of me. So, um, yeah, there's some... There's some interesting stuff in there. Uh, I probably need to give it more time. It's just not really my speed, but I can see where the draw would be to that. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I don't even have an opinion on it because I couldn't really, you know, I, I did the whole thing of quitting and coming back in, and then you tried hosting a game instead of me, and nothing mm-hmm. worked. And then after you left, I um, just tried to play a single-player game, and I had the same issues, which was weird. That it was, like, laggy playing a single-player version because – I can imagine everything's running online, I guess. I, don't, I really don't know the deal. Um, to me, it looked, uh, It's weird. To me, the game looked great, but it didn't look good enough. And I said this when we play. I'm like, yeah, it looks all right, but it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't look... It doesn't look like... A, it would crash like my Xbox is, One. Like yeah, this Xbox is not... I can't handle it. Right. It's like I play Forza Horizon 4 and everything yeah. on this thing. I think... Uh, you know. Graphics look good, not great. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Again, this is um, early access sort of beta shit. So yep. I, I'm not going to rag on it too much. There's obviously optimization that has to be done. But uh, <laughs> yep. yeah, my control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we suggest, I suggested after maybe we'll play Titanfall 2 tomorrow. There we go. And then I wasn't around. So here's what it is. <laughs> it's all good. Um. All right. Well, you ready for uh, you ready to hear my end? Sure. So I was unaware that there is a Netflix show called uh, Transformers: War for Cybertron. I've been watching it. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. My reason for playing Transformers: War for Cybertron was I watched the original Transformers movie with Shia LaBeouf, as I explained last week, and then just started playing it. Uh, that said. Um, finished War for Cybertron. Okay. Um, I play it on PC, so it does... PC often does the same thing that the Xbox does, where, like, it renders at whatever resolution you've got. So it's very interesting seeing those games with their low-res uh, 720p movies, right? And then the game loads the level, and it's in full surround sound with, like, 1440p resolution, Right, like way above 1080p, and it looks amazing <laughs> for these older games. So, uh, and it's a it's a pretty standard third person shooter. You can definitely tell they looked at what Gears was doing and were like, "Let's do that," because there's a multiplayer mode you unlock um, when you beat the Decepticon campaign that goes. 
oh, you've unlocked this, a four-player battle arena where waves of enemies come after you. Try to survive all 50 or something. And I was like, horde mode. Okay. (laughs) This came out right after Gears 2. So I'm not saying High Moon Studios, which I believe is the developer, were like ripping it off per se, but they were doing the Fortnite thing, right? Like they knew they were onto something and they were making the most of it. Um, That game does an awful lot with a little, to be honest here. Um, There's only a handful of weapons... There's only a handful of fighting styles, but they have some crazy missions you do. There's there's four, basically four roughly hour-long levels with each campaign, the Decepticon campaign and the uh, Autobot campaign. And then there is one big final boss, which is the fifth level for each one. And so in the first part, Trees, mm-hmm. you uh, do the Decepticons, it's three levels where you're either Megatron, Soundwave, or I forgot the other person. And then there's one level where you're Starscream, um, and it's a flying level. And uh, those are fun, and the boss battles are okay, and you're just t- taking that Dark Energon and kind of trying to corrupt Megatron, me- sorry, um, uh, Cybertron and take it over. And uh, at the very end, you play, you fight against uh, Ultimate Prime, uh, which is like a a huge weapon mm-hmm. sent out to uh, fight you, and you corrupt him and and take him over. And then in comes the, uh, the the Autobot campaign. Now you can jump straight to the Autobot campaign, but you can tell they want you to do the Decepticon campaign first because in the Autobot campaign it takes place after the events of the Decepticon one. Mm-hmm. And you can play as Bumblebee or, oh, I forgot one of the guys. And then there's uh, obviously Prime or Optimus, uh, who's just known as Optimus. He's not Optimus Prime yet. Um, and Optimus has a really cool weapon. He's got a battle axe for his melee, which <laughs> most of the other guys just like punch, right? you know, and stuff like that. And then his gun is like an assault rifle that shoots super fast. So when you start playing with him, you're just wrecking house. But you can tell the Autobot campaign's a little harder, too, because you're fighting against you know Decepticons, and they've got to have larger group of enemies and stuff like that. But they do all kinds of crazy stuff where you're like, you know, again, it, with all these levels, you're just running through some pretty creative levels, doing some relatively creative stuff. And the boss battles are interesting. Like, they just are interesting, weird boss battles. Like, there's a Decepticon boss battle where you're you're fighting against a room that's like a puzzle room plus it clones itself and you take people out and stuff like that um and the last boss of the decepticon campaign was was a little rough yeah um yeah uh whereas on the autobot campaign it was a little bit easier in my opinion um the boss battles and whatnot until the very final boss battle. And even that was easier. It was just kind of bullshit. They basically have you fight against a very large foe who kind of looks like Grimlock, but I'm pretty sure Grimlock's an Autobot. So they just had this mega, uh, what was his name? Like Ultron or something. And he was, he was a whole space station out there and they didn't realize he was a transformer. Mm -hmm. 
and they transform him and you knock him out of the sky and then you fight him on the ground for the final boss battle of the Autobots. And he shoots these missiles that when they hit you take off a third of your life. Mm. And he shoots them in rapid succession. So if three of them hit you, you die immediately. So you play this game where you just try to figure out where you can safely stand and then it's just like, you know, shoot the red part, the shoot the red glowy part mm. and then figure out the, the loop. Um, but yeah... I would say that game took me about six and a half, seven hours to beat. And by the end of it, I was not unhappy with it, but I was done. I was like, I don't want to jump into the sequel because if it's very similar to this, I'm kind of worn out of right. this for right now. Right right when it's about to outlive its welcome, it right. ends. And so that's kind of an indicative of a good game. And there is this fantastic trees like butt rock war for Cybertron ending during the credits. And they make it look like the opening credits of the Transformers cartoon, the 84 cartoon. Right. So they, they really know what they're doing with that game. Um, so I'll give it to them. But uh, it was amusing to me. Um, so. so you didn't start uh, Fall of Cybertron? I did not. I, I believe that's the one I had. Because it's War for Cybertron, then Fall of Cybertron, which integrates the the Beast Wars and yeah. the uh, Grimlock and the and the dinosaur ones uh-huh. in there, the Dinobots. I love. It. And then the last one I think is called War of the Spark. I don't remember that one, but I remember I remember Fall of Cybertron. I played that. Yeah, and I've been watching that Netflix cartoon. That's pretty badass too. Yeah, I, I think I want to watch it now. It's cool. Because people are all like, oh, you're playing that game because of uh, because of this? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, I didn't even know that. But uh, here we go. The War for Cybertron trilogy is made up of War for Cybertron. Oh, come on. Oh, this is War for Cybertron trilogy. Um, here we go. The sequel. Fall of Cybertron is the sequel. And then... Come on. Give me the last one. I'm pretty sure it's War of the Spark. Here we go. Sequel. Rise of the Dark Spark. There we go. And that one's a different developer, which is Edge of Reality versus High Moon Studios, which made this one. So, Which made the, uh, War and Fall. So we'll see. I have all three of them on Steam. I probably bought them a while ago. They got delisted. Like, they're no longer on the store. But if you own them, you own them. Okay. And so, uh, you know, because the Transformers franchises have been doing stuff. You know, Netflix. In fact, have you noticed that Netflix seems to be where this stuff's happening? Mm. Netflix is the reason why a lot of this stuff's getting delisted. The same thing was true of uh, Telltale's Minecraft's uh, single story mode. Story mode. Those got all pulled off of stores and you can't get them anymore when that first one hit Netflix. Right. So I wonder if Netflix is responsible for these other ones going because they developed this this animated show. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I grabbed them a, a long time ago. And uh, and again, they work pretty well with controllers. They still use the uh, – you have to figure out what the buttons are because – they work perfectly fine with controllers, just like the 360, but all the on-screen prompts are keyboards. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, press B to zoom in on this. I'm like, I don't know which what's B. <laughs> it's not B. It's not the B I know. Yeah. Um, but I eventually figured it out. That's so, um, but that was a good game. Um, 
I uh, have been hearing a bunch of people talk about a bunch of stuff, so I- I'll probably leave the retro stuff to the retro stuff, but people were talking about Super Castlevania Four. Um, I was be- I've been listening to Hardcore Gaming 101's uh, ongoing podcast. Uh, I'm on like episode 10 now of the top 48,000 something games of all time. And what they do is people nominate four games per episode and they talk them through and then just slot them. So in episode one, it's real easy because they're only slotting like four games. But then by episode 10, now they've got 40 games on there and they're starting to slot them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they talk about Super Castlevania 4. Now, I was a Nintendo kid that got a Genesis. We've talked about this before. So, I don't have a lot of experience with Super Castlevania 4. I remember looking at it um, when I was growing up in Nintendo Power and thinking it looked badass, right? But my Castlevania from the 16-bit era was called Bloodlines. You know? Um, I think it's called Vampire's Kiss in Europe. It's got a great name, but it's censored. You don't want that one. Um, But, uh, yeah, and so Super Castlevania 4 I've never played. Have you ever played this game? I know you're not big on Castlevania when you had said that. No, I never played it. And it's called Akumajo Dracula um, in uh, Japan, which is simply Devil's Castle Dracula, which is what the original game was called. So a lot of people think of this as a remake. Um, And it's it's longer than Castlevania games. The original Castlevania was five levels. And... um, this is 10 levels, so it's longer. Um, but a lot of people say it's easier because you don't commit to your jumps. You know how Simon Belmont in those Nintendo games, when you jump, he commits. He just has to make the full jump, and if he gets hit, he falls backwards. Mm-hmm. In this, you can course correct midair. You can like go, oh, no, I'm not making this jump and go back. <laughs> um, you also can whip in all directions. So that makes, it, that makes a lot of things considerably easier. Um, but I, I played that like... All day Saturday. You know how you get good at a game, right? You play it until you get a game over. You play it a second time, and then you get frustrated with it, so you turn it off, and then you come back like a couple hours later, and you go through it again. Mm-hmm. So I came back and um, played it a few times, and uh, I have the SD2 SNES flash cart, which allows you to get these, what they call the... Um, oh, it was like MSU1 is a special chip in there that allows you to basically use CD soundtracks. And there's all this fun stuff you have to do to get them on there. But they had the symphony version of that soundtrack instead of the chiptune version, which the chiptune version was pretty good, but it was that weird synth Hemi and Holly thing that the SNES did sometimes. And then hearing the actual, like, symphony versions of it were much cooler. But I played through it and eventually got near the end of the game. I've gotten stuck on on level 8 and then just beat it and got to 9, got a game over, and then just quit for the day. So I'm getting close to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use password systems. But that's a, that's a cool game. And like back in the day, I would have really liked it. It's definitely showing off some tricks, though. It, it, it can't help itself. It's showing off the new graphics. It's showing off, oh, look what we can do. It does the Mario, uh, the Super Mario World thing where like, Simon opens a gate and goes in the background, you know, like, yeah. like you did in Mario world where you go behind the gate. Um, there's a whole level that's mode seven. Um, it's a barrel rolling level and stuff like that. So it's an interesting game. Um, I can see where people say it's easier though. Cause like I said, I almost beat it first day. I played it <laughs> about two, three hours of play, but anyway, played through that. That was interesting. Um, it was cool. I still think bloodlines is cooler, but like why pick? Right, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, 
And then uh, I, because these, uh, there's four games leaving Game Pass, and the only two that I really cared about were Kingdom Come Deliverance, which, uh, <laughs> you know, you, was your game. I knew I was going to be booting that up and beating through it real quick. But the other, one of the other games was Yoku's Island Express, oh, yeah. which came out this year, and it was on Game Pass. And I heard it was a Metroidvania fused with pinball, oh, yeah. and that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. You're this very cute beetle with this ball mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh it's real you can't die uh you uh if you lose the ball in the pinball mm-hmm. thing you just fall down into something that keeps track of how many times you've mm-hmm. done that and you get some weird cutscenes that show that they're keeping track mm-hmm. of it and it might be leading to something but i don't know i did beat the game yeah it took me probably six seven hours to beat Okay. I want to say, and I was at like 70% of like the map explored. I, I got pretty far in that game. I never beat it. Oh, okay. I did. That was the very first thing I ever played on my Switch. Oh, okay. Because um, it's super cute. Yeah. Like I bought the Switch and I didn't have anything to play on it yet. Like I just bought the Switch. Okay. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember that game, like seeing that game around. I was like, that looks super cool. And I went and I downloaded it. And uh, mm-hmm. I should go back to it. I mean, I still have it downloaded. It's on my Switch. I just yeah. But I do remember I felt... not liking the map. I do remember being getting very yeah. confused of where to go and how to get yes. to where I needed to go. And even their fast travel doesn't work great. It's the B line. If you haven't unlocked it yet, you will. Um, what that game is guilty of is something that's not very compatible with Metroidvanias, which is why I'm hesitant to call it a Metroidvania. That game is less about being a Metroidvania because Metroidvanias are pretty clear of like, here's an area you can't get to, but come back later when you have a power and you might be able to get to it. That is not how Yoku's Island Express works. Yoku's Island Express wants you to play through the whole campaign and then it has various ways for you to go exploring. And if you play the game that way, you'll be doing pretty good. But if you try to go off too far on your own, you'll just get frustrated and find a lot of areas you can't get to. And... The map is not quick until the Beeline Express opens up. And even that is not, it's not fantastic, Mm -hmm. but it's better. And then you unlock even better stuff where you can fast travel even easier. Um, But that's like a post-game thing. That's the other problem is I unlock the ability to move around the map really fast right after I beat the game. And that's probably not great because now I have little reasons to do it. Right, yeah. Um. But that game's sense of humor is up my alley. The music is just great, like, island tiki, right? It just seems like Jimmy Buffett, like, wrote the soundtrack to that. (laughs) Um, And uh, and Yoku is just so happy, you know, and... uh, and so it's it's or maybe that's not the name of it, but they call him Beetle through the whole the game. Dung, but he's a dung beetle. He's a dung beetle, yeah, and he's got his little dung roll. That's kind of the your pinball, isn't that your pinball? Yeah. And so, um, but uh, and there's a the I don't know if you fought any of the bosses, but the first boss is probably one of the more frustrating ones, which is the spider. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two aren't so bad. Um, I guess you can go to things in whatever order you want, but that's how I ended up. I, I found. Like the pinball works, and it sometimes, in a lot of times, I don't think it does work. 
you can get what's your what you're supposed to do to get to the new area is not always clear mm. in the pinball and so you don't know what your goal is right and you can very easily i found like getting stuck on one screen and not being able to get my pinball out of there yes yes you just kind of go in this circle yes you know and you're like how do i get- yes i can't get out of here <laughs> That's probably why it was good for me to put in a good solid three, four hours of it yesterday. I basically played the second half of that game all yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I was drinking while my wife was screaming at the school board. (laughs) Like, that that was just the perfect atmosphere for it. Right. Um, And to be clear, I do not recommend you listen to school board meetings while playing this game, nor do I specifically recommend drinking, um, and definitely not in excess. Um while playing this game because it does not make that game easier. Um, but yeah. And the last boss was kind of disappointing, I think. Um, but uh, but there's a couple story twists that are interesting there. Um, trees, I almost delivered all the mail in the island. Oh. There's 30 letters you have to deliver. There were two, and I just cannot figure out how to get to them. Right. I see them on my map, but I can't figure out how to get to them. And I'm like, you know, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played it, it's leaving game pass on the 14th. So in a couple of days, by the time you're hearing this, it's like ready to leave, uh, which is Friday. Um, but I wanted to play through it. I'm happy I did. I put trying on hold to do it and uh, I'm happy about that. So, um, you know, now it's time to do a new retro game, a new B game, and then I will finish up trying and start a new triple A game. And I've already got those picked. So I think I'll just tease them. Mm-hmm. My retro game is I have the Medal of Honor War Chest. So if you're not familiar, the studio that would go on to become Infinity Ward worked originally, I think they were 9-11 Studios or something for um, uh, EA. And they made this Medal of Honor Allied Assault game uh, with Steven Spielberg's involvement. And it was the original like World War II shooter that was really realistic and this is where the heart of infinity ward would get started well i've had that forever on pc and i'm finally like i want to see what like really old call of duty was like Mm. you know and so i booted it up um got the mods and everything to give it just i think it's only in like 720p or something or 1080p because that thing naturally was only supposed to be like 1024 by like 600 or something (laughs) and so Got the mods in there so it does widescreen and it renders at 1080p. Um, got the controls figured out and remapped them to a uh, controller. So we'll see how that goes. That I've talked to you about that. That can be hit or miss right, on PC. Right. We'll see how usable it is. Um, and I'm going to give that a go. So that's going to be my retro game to try. Um, my B game is I want to go back to just really like you know, when I'm used to that stuff, I, I know some people want me to go back to like original, like PlayStation and PlayStation two and stuff. And I might, and even Xbox and stuff, I might go back to those, but for right now, I'm going back to launch 360. You and I talked about it a couple of times. I'm actually going to do it now. I'm going to play through dead rising. Nice. Yeah. I've played a little bit of dead rising, but I'm going to give it the true college try. If you, um, you know, if you stick with the first dead rising and it starts to click with you, yeah. Um, it really... Because I know it's a loop. Like, it, I, I understand yes. what... It, it, it's a over and over loop. When I originally played that game, I did the original loop where I got... Um, I didn't get through the three days, but, like, I played it not knowing where everything was going and tried to do the campaign. 
and just leveling up because I knew I would eventually get a game over and just want to, you know, continue again. Mm -hmm. And I think I missed my chance of getting rescued in day three or something. And then shit gets really crazy and like died somewhere in day four or five. Yeah. And then I restarted it and somebody was like, you know, if you really want to have fun, go get the Mega Buster by grinding out killing zombies. And you remember I was in the underground mm-hmm. garage and my Xbox froze, my 360 froze. Mm-hmm. This was before you could even s- install games onto the system. And I've just walked away from it since. And that was like a decade ago or more. That was more than a decade ago. That was like 12 years ago, 15 years ago. And so now I'm going to go back and play the PS4 version. I have the PS4 version of Dead Rising. <laughs> Somehow that's how I acquired that game. It's so it's good. I mean, if you if you commit to it, and then yeah. not really worrying about the game over because... Mm-hmm. Every when you you know because it, it's like a roguelike right or when you die you're just leveling up yeah, you, yeah. you keep all your shit so yep you know eventually you become faster you get more moves mm-hmm. you know you get the those critical moves where you can just kill stuff with one stomp or you can throw right quick. like in the be you know so if it's like once you start getting stuff crowd management isn't a big deal in the zombies. Like like most things, right? Most of these games, the zombies become second nature. Like you just push by them. It right. really is the little the, the psychopaths that are right. You get you know scared of. And the crazy, I've heard the crazy achievement challenges, which is why I, I what I got a few of them. There's some real cool ones that I got. Yeah, yeah. There was, and I think they've just kept them all intact for those re-releases. So. There, there was one that I was proud of where it was. Um, there was an early story character um, that I want to, I can't remember, but definitely gets killed somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's somewhere you, you never really have to go back to. And it's where like, but if you go back there and there's like tons of zombies, but if you, f- if you go back into those swarms of zombies, that character is actually one of the zombies Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're a journalist, and if you take a picture of them, you get this crazy achievement. And I remember getting that. I was pretty nice. proud of myself. Yeah, so I, I want to play around with that game, and that's something I can, like, hop in and out of, you know? So, uh, and then when, once I wrap up trying, I'm going to play Far Cry 4. Oh, that's a good one, too. These are all good ones. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I already had Far Cry 4. I had gotten it on some crazy Ubisoft cheap sale. And then they were doing their big summer sale or something. And I got on to the Uplay app mm-hmm. and the season pass was six bucks. So I grabbed the season pass and then installed the whole thing. And so I'm looking forward to, they had that crazy uh, Yetis DLC. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to play through that. Uh, I think that'll be a fun change of pace for me and stuff. So that's kind of what's on the horizon for me. But uh, yeah. I think I think this week, you know, as much as I love my NASCAR, in my No Man's Sky, you know, I think I'm, I'm gonna, I do have Paper Mario, but I actually haven't gone back to it. Oh, yeah. I really like yeah. it, but I haven't gone back to it. Um, but I do like you. I I want to like, you know, it's weird. I mentioned that uh, Days Gone or whatever that is, and now it's stuck in my head. I know. I just I know. find something like that. Now I think I'm ready to go back to an open worldy type thing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Maybe I'll look around. No, Watch Dogs. Uh, so Watch Dogs Two is on um, PlayStation now. 
Ah, yes. And I have Watch Dogs 2. I have the PC version. And I want to play that because Legion's coming. Yeah, um, I never played one, but it's... See, and I played through one. One's okay. It's You know, I talked to you about it. It's better than it was. If you're just going to jump into something, though, two, first of all, it has nothing to do with one. And apparently it's a much better version of that game. And I don't think I'm in a day one Legion. Like, I don't think I'm on at the bit to play Watch Dogs Legion day one. Especially now that they've changed what it is. And now it's like, you know how they said you could be anyone in the world? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's really like there's nine classes of characters and they just repeat them over and over again, which is fine. That's that's more realistic. That's that's how you can build a game that's worthwhile. If they had 100 different NPCs with 100 different moves, we would have a really hard time turning that into a fun game experience. So I'm actually more comfortable and confident with the game now that I know that they've focused it. But... I'm also just not, I want to play through it, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think I'm going to do it day one. So, but, uh, but eventually I will play Watch Dogs 2. I was contemplating playing Watch Dogs 2 right now. Um, but then I was like, <laughs> I also want to play the Far Cry games, right? Like yeah. I, I played three and really dug it. So I want to do four and I definitely want to play five. Four is good. And I've got them all. So I liked yeah. four. I thought four was fun. There's a part. There's, yeah. there's. I think it's in four, right? Um, and if I know you, you really dig these parts. And I can't remember the names. It's like Yogi and so. You meet these two backpackers, okay? Right? And and you know how Far Cry works. Just like Grand Theft Auto. Like once you meet people, their little symbol pops up yeah. on the map, and you can go to them for missions whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like these two. American, they're like European. I think they're European, and they're like stoners. Okay, and they're just backpacking ar- across this land. And whenever you run into them, they um give you mushrooms. <laughs> so their missions are all crazy, like trippy, like you know, otherworldly. Nice. Trippy there was something things. similar to that. Yeah, yeah nah. there was something similar to that in um, three, where you would do drugs and try to beat like challenges. Yeah. But yeah, so that's fun. That was a fun. I remember that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I also remember that Far Cry Four has the Honey Badger, which is <laughs> I don't remember that, but you know, f- you know, fuck with a you know, fuck with the Honey Badger. Yeah, so I can't wait to fuck with a. Honey can ride Badger. an elephant. I mean, we can ride an elephant. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but I, I still like trying, and so I'm looking forward to wrapping up trying. I'm on level 12, and I think there's 16 levels, so I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You can do a level in about half an hour, so, you know, right. it's not a bunch of grindy stuff. So, All right. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely starting to hit that threshold. Sure. I'm done with my so. done with my two, my two beers, my Belgian white with stuff floating around in them, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'm ready for bed. Yeah, I could go to bed. Although I'm feeling like an English muffin. I don't know why. Oh, that sounds good. I want a snack. I want to eat something. Yeah, I'm feeling like an English muffin first. And then, yeah, then I'll go to bed. All right. Sounds good, man. Well, then until next week, this is uh, Fred and Tree saying peace out. Mm, Later.